I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
again. Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my uh, deplorable better half. Feeling. Hello, Patriots. So, uh, <clears throat> do you remember, there's this thing, it, it kind of took place last week. It was really embarrassing for a certain somebody in a certain office, and she maintains, and I thought it was in the White House for the longest time, and I was sitting there scratching my fucking head this week, because uh, I had some sources come back to me. And they kind of told me some shit that made me really think that maybe everything isn't all sunshines and rainbows in the White House like Democrats want us to believe. Okay, well, I'm back to where I was six months ago and believing that nothing is in the White House anymore. Well, I, that does not surprise me with what's taken place in the last week or so. I mean, we've had a busy week. I mean, really have. We went to the Trump rally Saturday. Yep. We had Candace on last night, and now we're back again doing our news show tonight. Because so, we fly out to Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah, and we're not going to be on for a bit. So y'all enjoy this right now, and don't think that we're doing a podcast every night because you don't realize how much work goes into these, especially when you look at the book of paper that I put out. I know if you're not watching me at Rumble... I'll put it as close to the microphone as I can. But, yeah, there's a butt ton of paperwork here that I'm a, I am killed, I don't know, 25, 30 trees easy tonight. So, uh, liberals, I'm sure you're just having a complete hissy fit. Oh, my God, he killed trees. But, anyway, so there was a show. I, I think they called it The View. Well, hold on. Well, so we tried to play it in the last real podcast, but we had some uh, some kind of – I don't know what the hell happened, honestly. Magical, technical it, difficulties. Seriously, like – blanked out most of that segment right yeah. there. Well, we got, there was a little bit of it. But anyway, um, there was a show. It was The View. And uh, Kamala Harris was supposed to be on. And this was, what, last Friday? Something like that. I think Thursday yeah. or Friday Thursday last week. Thursday or Friday, yeah. And uh, so anyway, she was supposed to be on there. And uh, everybody saw it. They ran out. They said, you two, get off stage. And it was two of the hosts um, I don't know the holes that were on there that were going to speak to her, I guess, or talk to her. The fat white one and the fat black one. And they tested positive for COVID. Now, everybody thinks, well, <clears throat> and I've seen the news reports. Um, oh, well, it was a false positive is what was reported. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. But uh, hold honestly, on a second. Though, I had to call both. Like, I, I didn't really. If there was a false positive, I, I have this for the person that said that that was a false positive. And uh, it's not playing again. What the hell is going on with this thing? Anyway. Um, okay. So, but let me ask you this. So initially they said that they had to get COVID tested because Kamala insisted on it. Uh, good old camel toe. That was the assumption. But wouldn't you get the results of the test back before you go on stage when you're not halfway through the show? And then someone else said that they thought that the whole thing was a hoax because one of the hosts that got pulled off the show had said that she had some tough questions for Kamala and Kamala didn't want to have to deal with them. Well, so what are you hearing? Well, all I can say is if the guy said that there was going to be, uh, if there was false positives, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to play this clip now because, uh, that this guy, def this definitely needs to happen to that guy because he's completely full of shit. You're fired. Um, he definitely needs to get fired because uh, that's not what happened at all. So what I heard took place, okay, because <clears throat> everybody knows that 
Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, appointed Kamala Harris what? Uh, like the supreme ruler of everything? No, he appointed her the, the borders are. The borders are initially, yeah. Okay. And uh, what is one thing that Kamala Harris has, what is one thing that we've all noticed that Kamala Harris has not done? Gone to the border. She's done nothing for the border. She's nothing at absolutely all. Absolutely left Texas to hang out and dry. Well, so I, I mean, she did go to a part of Texas that just was like two hundred miles from the border. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. She she basically let Texas hang out to dry. The point is, mm-hmm. is that Joe Biden has been doing this to her, and it became pretty clear this past week when some more poll numbers were released. And what are what are Joe Biden's poll numbers right now? Thirty percent. What's Kamala Harris's? Thirty-one percent. Yeah, she's a point above <laughs> Joe Biden. So, what do you think Joe Biden's been scheming? Well, we we know it's not Joe oh, Biden. It's not Joe. We it's, know it's Joe. If, if anything, it's Jill. Jill scheming behind Kamala's back because she because is a good New York bitch. You know New how Jersey, New Jersey. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Let Delaware, me not, Delaware, Delaware. I mean, not denigrate New New Yorkers like that or J- Jersey people like yes, that. That's true. She's too. from she's from Delaware. That want to be Jersey. Um, They've been and who wants to be Jersey? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> holy shit! Hey, you see those fucking guys over there? You just don't talk to those guys. But anyway, so her, Jill, and Kamala have been having that little cat fight, and the cat fight has now gone over to like the extreme now. So like, how extreme? Jack Posobiec kind of just brushed it today, and yes, or I, I guess yesterday he didn't really cover it. Well, I don't know if he covered it today because I haven't listened to Jack yet. Today. I listened to him today. He didn't. Uh, but yesterday he covered it and he just brushed it and he said that there was a possibility that there were some things going on in the background that uh, we all were not aware of. And there's a war in the White House. Well, we've talked about the war between them before. Correct. Because yeah. I actually have somebody who is in the White House regularly. Well, that person came back to me. She reported some stuff to me. And then... I called the other two to confirm because I always do independent sourcing and actually do a little reporting. I actually call some people that know some people that know some other people. They have since confirmed on all three levels that Kamala's offices are no longer even in the White House. She is now across the street in the Eisenhower building. (laughs) So the war is that bad. Apparently, it's the Biden administration and the Harris administration. What happened on The View the other day was to make Kamala Harris look like an ass. Somebody from the Biden administration reached out to The View, who's, I guess, The View is very friendly with the Biden administration. Well, I mean, they are. They're buddy-buddy. NBC, ABC, one of those communist networks, whatever. So they reached out and they said, hey, those two hosts that you have there, they both tested positive for COVID. They ran out on stage almost immediately after the phone call, said, you and you get off the stage. You have COVID. Kamala did not get to speak. She did not come out on stage because apparently she's that scared of COVID. And I'm using the dreaded well, air quotes I mean, for those who can't see us. I really think us. she does have COVID cancer. So well, I think be. she does, too. She's yeah. got a great big lump on her throat. She really does. Know. I saw another picture. It looks even worse. I mean, it looks like she looks it's like. It's on a, both sides. She looks like she has gills. Yeah. It looks like the bat wing, like she has yes. hepatitis A. And she's like, oh. Yes. Anyway, so get this. This war has been going on, obviously, for a time. Because I, I, I've reported on it before because I was told by Like my months sources. ago, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, it's gotten worse uh, to the point that they're in deflating the cars, uh, the car tires on each other's cars. Okay. Uh, but have they greased a pig and let it run loose in the White House yet? No, that has not been done yet. Have they dismantled a car and reassembled it in the private bathroom? No, not yet. So they haven't reached our level no, they're of not, high school pranking. They're not even there yet. Okay, well then. But apparently this war is very bad to the point that Joe Biden is extremely worried because I think, or Jill Biden's Jill, extremely Jill. worried. Jill, Joe's not worried about anything except what kind of ice cream he's eating tonight. I, I think Joe, Joe Biden has seen the writing on the wall in Cran that says, hey, look, your the boy, Titanic is sinking. Your boy's being <laughs> set out to pasture. And we're going to take him out there and put a bullet, you know, in, right behind his right ear. Anyway, uh, I think that's what is becoming readily apparent because now the Biden administration is fighting back and they're going after Kamala. I find it comical, but at the same time I find it comical. It is quite sad that currently, right now in the White House, we have a, a couple warring t- teens – and I, I won't even call them teens because that's... Uh, that's they're still in middle school. They're this tweens. Is, this is middle school level. This is tween shit Seriously. that they're doing. Yeah. I mean, this is just... We were much more prank advanced. Oh, hell yeah. School. We were yeah. dismantling cars and reassembling them <laughs> in people's <laughs> bathrooms. We were doing shit that people hadn't even thought about. Remember uh, the time we set up a working a stoplight in the middle of the hallway? <laughs> people were actually stopping and they were walking. I'm like, are you that retarded? It's a stoplight. Jesus Christ, what the fuck's wrong with you? There's there's all sorts of shit that yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens, folks. I I can't tell you enough that I I find it hysterical. I on a way down sour level of my body. That's because you're a guy, and deep down you all love gossip even more than we this do. This is amazing. <laughs> this is like holy shit. I did not think that this administration would come to this. But, but I thought Joe said that if he and Kamala ever had a serious disagreement. He would get an illness and resign. Oh, well, I think he's going to get an illness. I just don't think he's going to resign. I think he's going to go out the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And she's not far behind. She can't be because look at those curls on the side. Those things are huge. I I can't even. They're almost as bug-eyed as what's-her-name's fucking eyes from. Lori Lightfoot's Lightfoot's (laughs) eyes from fucking Chicago. I I can't even look at them. Seriously, it's gotten really bad. Like, I mean, her cancer's rough. She's got a a serious. She's got a serious thyroid cancer of some sort because that's the only thing that I could figure that's up there. She needs an iodine supplement like right now. Uh, She's got something bad going. Maybe she should. No, you know what she needs. I know exactly what she needs. What's that? She needs the booster. <laughs> Delivered by sniper drones. By Hat tip. By Hornets. <laughs> Hat tip to the Babylon Bee. Yes. Because oh holy God. shit, if you have not seen that video yet, you have got to go watch That's that so video. so funny. I was... I, I, I almost cried tonight. Well, I did cry in several different occasions. Either way, uh, that's just some of the fire I've got to bring tonight because, uh, like I said, I have had a lot of sources come back to me, especially after we started talking about the whole election fraud shit. And there's a uh, – if you don't understand what fear looks like, do me a favor. Just go turn on NBC or turn on CBS, turn on ABC, turn on CNN. You will see some true fear because every motherfucker at those stations right now are liter- they have literally shat in their pants. I was going to say, there's little puddles of piss on the floor underneath. They have, they're so scared right now about what's about to come out about all these uh, audits. Uh, what they're realizing very quick, fast, and in a hurry is that we, uh, us, patriots... We're not uh, giving I'm up. I'm not saying Republicans. We're not forgetting. But 
no, no, not no. letting it go. Would you stop? Uh, what they're realizing is that the Patriots actually have evidence now. We actually have physical evidence. What happens if we present physical evidence in a court of law prior to the 24-month mark? What happens to all those ballots? <clears throat> what do those ballots all of a sudden get a rebirth to? Life. They stick around because guess what? Now they have to wait till all of those legal proceedings are done. Oh, and by the way, they have to wait another year and a half after those legal, legal proceedings are done. And why do they have to wait another year and a half? Oh, because appeals can still happen within that year and a half. So within a year and a, so we've just made the time from 24 months to four years before they can finally destroy those ballots. So understand their fear right now. They are literally shitting well, in their pants. If it gets to a uh, court and the court stop. agrees to hear. Whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Because there was a letter sent. <clears throat> and actually, there's two versions of this letter. There was one letter that was sent by Karen Fan to the attorney general in Arizona immediately following the cyber ninja's presentation and uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Who's the other guy that came in and did the physical part with the... Ben Cotton, Dr. Ben, Shiva. Ben Cotton, Dr. Shiva. And after their presentations, um, Karen Fan, believe it or not, with... Uh, I guess I'm going to call it titsticular because you said it was testicular before. So I'm going to say she had some titsticular fortitude. In that titsticular fortitude, she sent a letter uh, to the AG. And the a in the letter, um, she laid out the whole scheme, how they did it, what they did. And she actually applied it to a certain political group. The political group she applied it to was the DNC. Well, I don't think she applied it. She accused them she of... She directly accused them because she said... Erasing evidence. Because she, she knows there was two guys that went in at two different times. That was It was all released, and they said that they weren't releasing the names. So uh, I guarantee that she knows. I guarantee that Cyber Ninjas told her who the two individuals were that went in and erased those hard drives that night. And um, <clears throat> since then... Uh, she sent a letter to the AG's office and she explained that she wanted criminal charges basically drafted against them for all of the information that was presented in front of the Senate and she's calling for that now. If that happens, understand that criminal proceeding takes place. All of the ballots in Maricopa County now have a lifespan of more than four years because we will hold on to them until the appeal process is done in that court case and once that is done, Oh, and by the way, Karen Fan's already received another letter from the AG since then, which my wife just pulled up on the screen, and you can't really read it too well, but she's going to go ahead and read it to you. But they basically lay out exactly what she needs, and this is how I know that they're taking what Karen Fan said extremely seriously because they are pushing forward with, when you hear this letter, what sounds like a criminal investigation into the wrongdoings that were done around the Maricopa County, Arizona elections in 2020. So this is all really good shit. Right now, you should be running around with your T-shirt, spinning around your head, saying North Carolina, because right now we have our first movement towards prosecution, which in my mind is a win in our column. And you all should be very happy because all we've been doing is bitching and griping and yelling we need an audit. We need a forensic audit. 
and they didn't even do a full forensic audit in Arizona, and we have enough evidence to proceed forward because, as you're about to hear, the AG lays out some specific details in which they need certain copies of certain documents, which I am 100% sure Fan has already presented them with that today. Well, some of it, but uh, so, okay. Uh, re report concerning the Maricopa County Forensic Election Audit. This is to the Honorable Karen Fan. Uh, Dear President Fan, the Election Integrity Unit of the Arizona Attorney General's Office is in receipt of your letter dated September 24, 2021, and related audit reports pertaining to the Senate's forensic audit, the 2020 general election. In order for the audit, uh, I'm sorry, in order for the unit to conduct a thorough review of the information contained in those reports, we re respectfully request the following. One, unredacted copies of all reports. Two, appendices referenced in CyberNinja's report, Volume 3. Three, evidence supporting findings contained in Dr. Shiva Ayudari's report entitled Pattern Recognition Classification of Early Voting Ballot Return Envelope Images for Signature Presence Detection by Ecomail. Four, evidence supporting findings contained in Ben Cotton's presentation, Digital Findings. And five, an opportunity to meet individually with each of the contractors, subcontractors that prepared the report or presented findings to the Senate. Please note that the unit sent a letter to Maricopa County directing them to preserve all potentially relevant materials related to the 2020 general election. Stop. 20 Stop right oh, no, there. No, oh, no, no, no. Stop right there. Yep. Because right there alone tells me that a criminal proceeding is about to begin because the only reason a judge or a district attorney's office or an attorney general of a state tells somebody to preserve all evidence means he's seen something or he's heard something or he knows something that Karen Fan has told him, which is, hey, look, motherfucker, I know that a crime was committed because I've got the evidence. It's right here. And she is essentially saying, look, do your job. If you don't do your job, I'll eat your lunch. And the fact that he's telling them, specifically telling them to, to preserve it, I mean, they're required by law to preserve it yeah, for 22 months. Yeah, for a time period. So this, he's not putting a time limit on it. He's no. just saying preserve it. Preserve it. You cannot get rid of it. Yep. And, of course, that goes to the fact that they've already deleted some of it against federal and state law. And it burned up in a house and magically. It, Hickman Farm I mean went apparently up in flames. Yep. apparently Hillary was out there saying, look, one of my servers is in there and I've got to do something about it. So I've got to burn it down. Absolutely. So they called her out there yes. and she dumped a bunch of gasoline all over the Hickman farm and probably it probably wasn't her. It was probably her Russian hit Russian hitman, but yes. Okay. So this leads us forward to well, why are we talking about this? Well earlier 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 this week, uh, if you didn't watch uh, our last, or you didn't hear our last episode, uh, we had Candace Taylor on, and I brought this up because this was a, a key story that came out the other night in Georgia, and they were talking about Fulton County, of course, uh, or I'm sorry, not Fulton County, but DeKalb County, and uh, DeKalb County, um, their, the Secretary of State, uh, Brad Worthlessberger, is opening an investigation into the Dropbox ballots and the chain of custody in the largest Democratic county in all of Georgia, and how that there was no chain of custody, and uh, the Dropbox, Dropbox ballots more than likely were stuffed, and everybody's pretty sure of that. But anyway, um, 
Georgia is moving forward in this, but I mean, we're we talked to Candace about it, and Candace pretty much reassured me what I already thought, which was that this was to save Rathersberger's ass uh, because he's not going to Cherokee County where there's more physical evidence than there is uh, in DeKalb County or Chatham County, and uh, he's not going to. Uh, well, no, Chatham's like whatever. No, no, Chatham's up there too. Trust me, there's plenty of fraud here but in Chatham County. Coffee Grady. Uh, Taylor and Cherokee County counties all have more physical evidence than DeKalb County's got. And um, there's stuff in this, like what they're going after, which doesn't make any sense. Again, it's like uh, I'm throwing a smoke show up to pretend like I care. And it's it's already too late. We already know that Rathlinsburg is worthless. Everybody knows that. Uh, if Rathlinsburg runs for office, whatever. But it brings up the next question about Texas because Texas just started an audit. It's an audit, folks. It's not a forensic audit. Yeah, it's not a. It's not an audit. It's a recount. It's merely just an audit of. No, it's a. It's no, it's an audit of it's the a, of the recount. It's a turn the computer on. Oh, it's working. Audit's done. Well, so it's not a forensic audit. Just be aware of that. Uh, don't be fooled by it's any of this show. crap. It is, it is all a show. It is a show. This is a shell game. The biggest news that we've had that's come out is obviously Arizona. Arizona takes cake because now we see if Maricopa County moves in a criminal direction, that's going to require the rest of the state to either A, decertify, or which if they decertify, uh, I'm not 100% that Joe Biden's president anymore. Because I mean, I was going to ask you, what happens? What does that mean if they decertify? Like, I mean, I get it. We were talking with Candace about well, that, that's a That's a congressional, it, it becomes it's well, a constitutional, constitutional crisis, crisis yeah. at that point because we have to figure it out because we got to have the, the Supreme Court actually has to sit down and do their job and they have to figure out who exactly is in charge of the country right now because the scary part about this isn't, everybody says to me, well, hey, Mick, it's, we got to worry about Kamala. It's not Kamala we have to worry about, folks. It's Pelosi. It's Pelosi would be the next one. Yep. She would be the because if the Kamala, if the yeah, yeah, I'm fucking it up already. Yeah. If, if the, the Biden Harris ticket did not win, neither one of them are president. Neither one of them are even in the spot to be holding that office. It would automatically go to Pelosi because she's the next one that was legally voted in. Which is scarier than anything else in the world right now because what, she know? just past week is saying Obama's administration and all this other crap. And what, I'm like, was she legally voted in though? As far as far as what's been confirmed, we'd yes. have to audit California yeah. for that one. You you just can't go audit just because one county in all of Arizona screwed up. I mean, <clears throat> you can't do it. Audit all fifty. <clears throat> no, you you cannot do that. That's not the way this works. You get one whole state to decertify. That would mean every county in all of Arizona would have to basically audit themselves. Then once that state decertifies, another state's got to do it. And then we're talking about what? Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Wisconsin. California's not even on that list. Do you really want to? I wouldn't even want to try to I audit. do. I think I, California no, went red. I, I don't. I do. Ask Casey, ask Jack. I'm telling you, I think California went red. Uh, well, that might be, but that would be almost impossible to prove because those fruits and nuts out there have been hiding shit 
under shit that we don't even know they've been hiding. But we know that they cheated in California because fucking Gavin Newsom, what? I mean, one he's seven million off. votes. Yeah, exactly. Like and he's won like, by a landslide, and he's the most hated man next to Biden. I, I don't even. I think he's probably more hated than Biden. People actually, I don't know. I think he's more liked than Biden. People, people kind of pity Biden. They hate Newsom. Yeah, well, nobody really pities Biden. I mean, the fact that he's a deranged, demented Doddering old, old fool? Yes. I mean, he's an idiot. Don't get me wrong. But I, I feel bad for him, but I, exactly. I, I still hate him. You pity him. No, no. I feel bad for him. Yes, I still hate him. That's what pity. I know. You can, you can, they're not mutually exclusive. Okay. Well, I, you weren't using the proper pronouns, damn it. See? See, that's what happens when you don't use the proper pronouns around Chinese. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, <laughs> so we had some other hearings going on. Oh, good God. I spent like three hours watching the freaking Millie. Were Austin. you crying? No, I, I, I fell asleep at one point sitting up in my chair outside because I was so fucking bored. But were you crying? Um, do I look like a woke general in the army? No, you don't look like the woke Secretary of Defense. That's for damn sure. Yeah, no, I wasn't crying. Thank you very much. Okay. I don't cry over stupid shit. No, I, I cried when I don't we know called if, out the names of the 13 soldiers. I don't know soldiers. if I call it stupid shit when 13 soldiers. They're I, not soldiers, damn it. They're, 11, they're 10 Marines. There's a, one soldier and there's one corpsman. I cried when I read out the names of the 13 heroes that died. I'm not crying over the fact that Austin, Millie, and Mackenzie are getting raked over the coals. They might cry. They are crying. I, me, not, not well, they, so much. They're not, they're not getting raked over the coals as bad as their grapefruits are be, just being bashed with a freaking sledgehammer by every senator who has half a nut. I mean, it, it was impressive to watch some of those senators who I've never seen with a a sack before all of a sudden stand up and start grilling Millie like somebody should have been doing from the freaking media. That's the thing that drives me nuts. That should have been done from uh, somebody from, you know, the media. Somebody from the media should have been yelling at Millie like some of these senators have. Okay, well, um, let, let's listen to some of these senators because they're pretty fun. Go for it. Can you unmute that? Oh, please? yeah, sure. Just got one final question. General Milley, I can only conclude that your advice about staying in Afghanistan was rejected. I'm shocked to learn that your advice wasn't sought until August 25th on staying past the August 31 deadline. I, I understand that you're the principal military advisor, that you advise, you don't decide, the president decides. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? Senator, as a Senior military officer, um, resigning is a really... <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I got, a la I got a funny bone in me tonight. But that's... Look at that face. Holy shit. I just want to draw a dick right on his forehead because that's just hysterical. <laughs> He's like, well, uh, Senator. That, it, it, I, I've seen that look <laughs> on your face before, so... But... I'm but just look at him. Yes, oh, my there's God. There's been plenty of times I wanted to draw a dick on your forehead with the same lines right there. I, I yes, just, I'm he's right like, there, I'm right there. he's like, yep, yes. Uh, well, Senator, as a senior military official, I just can't okay. quit my job. All right, hold on. From resigning in protest, my job is to provide advice. My statutory response is legal advice or best military advice to the president, and that's my legal requirement. 
That's what the law is. Um, the president doesn't have to agree with that advice. He doesn't have to make those decisions uh, just because we're generals. And it would be an incredible act of political defiance for a commissioned officer to just resign because my advice is not taken. This country doesn't want generals figuring out what orders we are going to accept and do or not. That's not our job. The principle of civilian control in the military is absolute. It's critical to this republic. In addition to that, just from a personal standpoint, you know, my, my dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima. And those kids there at Abbey Gate, they don't get a choice to resign. And I'm not going to turn my back on them. Uh, I, I'm not going to resign. They can't resign, so I'm not going to resign. There's no way. Uh, if the orders are illegal, All right, you got to pause this. you got to pause this. Pause this. Pause this. All right, real quick, folks. <clears throat> First of all, he is 100% full of shit because I can uh, literally list generals that have resigned in protest and have done that in protest. Uh, Mattis? Mattis did it. Uh, you, you, you can go back further than that. I mean, you keep just going back. Um, there are tons of officers that have resigned in protest. The fact that he's claiming that they haven't, that is they, what people don't understand. That is a political stance. You are drawing a line in the sand saying, look, I will not order anyone to do this. I am saying, no, you are not going to leave Americans behind in Afghanistan. And the fact that he didn't even have the nuts to stand up and say, well, no, you're not going to leave Americans behind. You're going to get the Americans. Why he even thinks that that's a, a valued answer for Congress. I I hope every senator there and every congressman there pretty much just chat all over him because I would have. I would have destroyed well, him for he, that. Here, here's what he said about our, our Afghanistan withdrawal. Non-combatant evacuation. And I think one of the other senators said it very well. It was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. Okay, you actually worked in logistics in the Pentagon for a while? No, I didn't. I worked in G3 side Special Operations Division. Yeah, you, you, you worked in logistics for a while initially. No, I didn't. That you were looking for people or whatever? What, I don't, whatever. Anyway, you worked in the Pentagon. A, a logistical success but a strategic failure. Well, that that's still a failure. No matter what you call it, it's still a failure. At the end of the day, it's still a damn. Fa the the point is, is that there's now we're even estimating the numbers have gone up again. Oh yeah, they're we're estimating four thousand American blue passport holding Americans are still in Afghanistan right now. How is that even? How is this guy not in jail? That is my only question. And I think one of the other senators said it very well. It was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. So, yeah, he should be fired because that's just ridiculous. I, I, I don't get any of that. I don't understand why any of that is even applicable today. It doesn't even make sense. But... Uh, Oh, I, I got a couple more. Here, um, here you go. General Milley, were there options given for keeping American troops in Afghanistan rather than the unconditional chaotic withdrawal? Yes. You presented options, and those options were declined. There were options presented and debated. Yes or no. The decision was made. Yes or, yes or no is fine. Did you at any point create options for keeping Bagram open beyond July 2nd? Yes. Did you provide options for keeping Bagram open directly to the president? Yes. Um, General Milley, were there options given for keeping American troops in Afghanistan?
You got more. I, I, I liked her because she had a lot of fire for oh, her. Oh, Millie, uh, um, yes or no to this. Did you talk to Bob Woodard or Robert Costa for their book, Peril? Woodward, yes. Costa, no. Did you talk to Carol Leonic and Philip Rucker for their book, Alone, Can I Fix It? Yes. Did you talk to Michael Bender for his book, book is, frankly, we did win this election, the inside story of how Trump lost? Yes. Yes. And were you accurately represented in these books? I haven't read any of the books, so I don't know. I've, I've seen press know. reporting of it. I, okay. I haven't read the books. Uh, so. Let's have you read the books and then let us know if you are accurately presented Absolutely. and portrayed. Happy to do that. In, Senator Blackburn, we're, we're adhering to the five-minute rule. Okay. What was that? So, um, you know, it, it came out in the books that he what, released the information to China, told China, you know, oh, don't worry, I'll give you a heads up if, if we're gonna attack and all that. Yeah. Uh, she was getting to the point that maybe if he hadn't spent so much time colluding with these authors and spent a little bit more time on strategizing, then we wouldn't have lost 13 heroes in Afghanistan. That, that is a possibility. Yeah, he spent more time working on books than he did on anything else. That is a possibility. And she was not happy about it. I, I bet, bet she wasn't. Yeah. So uh, this this was my favorite, though. This was from today. I, man. February 26, 2020, House Armed Services Committee. General Mark Milley. We know we're not going to defeat the Taliban militarily, and they're not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. You really blew that call, didn't you, General? I believe that that was a issue of strategic stalemate and that if we had remained in Afghanistan uh, with the advisory levels of effort, then the government of Afghanistan... Well, that's, that's an interesting Afghan answer to a question. Forces. It's just not one I asked. You spent more time with Bob Woodward on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you? Not even close, Congressman. Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? He did that in July. Did you know that right away? I'm not aware of what President Biden... You're not aware of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, we want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the Taliban was not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily, which, by the way, they cut through him like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt? Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if, if I may. One is what I said was the situation was stalemate. And if we kept advisors with there, the government of Afghanistan and the army would have still been there. That's what I said. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But it seems wrong now. With well, the Taliban we withdrew all the, we withdrew all the Austin. Secretary Austin, are you capable of assessing whether another has the will to fight? No, we're not. And uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier. Uh, that's just like an incredibly. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. That's what Trump would have done. So, how, how are we? Hold on. How how are we not equipped to determine if someone is has the will to fight? I I, I think we are, and I think both of them are full of shit. Uh, and because, uh, hold, we have been saying it 
I have been saying it for years that they lack the will to fight. Exactly. You said it on this podcast that yep. when you were in country, you flat out said they lack the will to fight. When we leave, they're they're going to drop their weapons and run. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. So it's not that we couldn't assess that they didn't have the will or did have the will to fight. It's that we didn't like the assessment, no, so we pretended it didn't happen. We didn't listen to the assessments that were given by the people on the ground who were actually dealing with the issues that were taking place. Once again, we were trying to fight a war from the White House. I thought we learned our lesson back in the 60s with Vietnam and then Korea. But apparently we didn't. No. We still don't understand that we have to listen to the boots on the ground. They are the ones that control. They are the ones that tell you the honest to God truth of the, what's going on on the ground. And I guarantee none of these senators get into that because none of them are old enough to remember any of it. But if they had just done. Five, or they're too old to remember it. Five minutes of research. They would have realized Oh, yeah, we've done this before. We have we've fought this type of war before. And what did we do wrong then? You know, if anybody had cojones on the hill right now, one of the first questions that would have been asked is. Um, did we win or did we lose? You could have judged a lot just from that answer alone, because I guarantee these two morons would have, and the fact that they had all three of them up there at the same time drives me absolutely bonkers because normally when you go in front of a Senate select committee, you are going individually. It is one by one. So that way you can't listen to somebody else's answers and then derive from that answer because right now what they're doing, they're covering for each other's asses oh, right yeah. now. This is complete CYA. There is nothing else that's going on here but complete CYA. They brought the three of them in front of this Senate select committee. And I guarantee... I loved how these Republican one, these Republican senators are cutting them off because they're not giving them a chance to think about what their answer should be. When you're called in front of a Senate Select Committee, it is for the purposes of that Senate Select Committee to figure out whether or not you should go to jail. That is 90% of the time what they're f trying to figure out. Here, this is all BS, folks. This is smoke. This is smoke and mirrors. They are literally showing you smoke and mirrors right now on the screen. It is CYA. They're trying to cover their own asses, and they're watching out for their buddy on their left and right because they've got all three of them lined up, sitting there, all listening to each other's answers. So you can't call out, be like, well, General Milley said this before. What do you, you know, General or Lloyd, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Well, here's, here's my takeaway from listening to their opening statements, right? Because... They each made an opening statement, and Millie, in his opening statement, at the end of it, asked permission to address the, um, the, the social media rumors that have been going around about him, right, about his call to China and the books and this, that, and the other. Anyway, Millie made this big deal about he believes in the Constitution, and he took an oath to this country, and he would <coughs> never Bullshit. betray his country. Sorry. And he <coughs> served in combat, and he's been a soldier for 30 years, and he loves this country. And I, I, he basically said everything except, I'm a patriot, because that's a bad word these days. Especially yeah. Oh, yeah, well, come, especially right? for him, because... Yeah. He is, you know, woke. Yes. So. so, but he, he literally spent like 10 minutes trying to convince himself 
that he really loves the country and he believes in the Constitution and is oath to the Constitution and his number one priority is his soldiers and this country. You, you liar. That was my takeaway on Millie. Austin, Austin towed the party line 110%. He was like, where's Biden's dick because I need to suck it. Kamala, get out of the way. You're in my spot. Okay, that, that, was, that was what Austin was doing. Mackenzie, Mackenzie was like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. Like, I'm an old soldier. Actually, no. He actually said, I take full responsibility for the strike on those civilians. And uh, he's the only one. The only he thing, was the only the one only actually way, worth a shit. The only way that he could have been any better that day is if he said, I take full responsibility for dropping that bomb on those, you know, 14 kids and the dude that was in the car. And here are my stars. I'm done. I resign right here, right now. That's the only way. If McKenzie was really looking to save his own ass, that would have done it. He would have been okay in every soldier's book. Every doesn't matter whether you're enlisted. Doesn't matter whether you're an officer. Oh, and I've got a little word for everybody that is a retired vet. Those that are still serving. We're we're going to get to that. But McKenzie, that's the only way he could have like pulled it off and said, "Look." Guys, I, I did all of that, and uh, here are my stars. I'm done, and walked. And he didn't. Doesn't mean he won't, but the fact that he didn't do it right there, that would have made a political statement. That would have been a, that would have been in your face, like, hey, I'm retiring now. I'm at thirty something years. I'm done. Peace. Well, I'm out. Um, the the other the big thing that they all said, all three of them parroted, was that. They were not going to disclose exactly what they told Biden in private, okay? They were willing to give their opinion on their assessment. This is what we thought should have happened, but we're not going to tell you exactly what we told Biden. Which tells me that what they told Biden was completely different than what actually took place. Or they're just trying to cover for Biden because Biden said that none of his generals ever gave him any advice about leaving troops behind in Afghanistan or keeping Bagram or I'm not even sure about that. I'm not even sure about that. So, yeah, it's one of two things. Either they're covering Biden's ass because they gave Biden advice and Biden forgot, which is a A good possibility. possibility. We, We know that. Or they were so terrified of Biden's geriatric temper tantrums that they told him what he wanted to hear. And and you got to remember, too, because McKenzie also, not only did he take responsibility for dropping that bomb, but he was also the first general to say, <clears throat> oh, by the way, um, I recommended to Biden that, and again, McKenzie was not the one playing ball. Well, but McKenzie did say in the hearing, well, we're, we're not supposed to say what, what, uh, what we told Biden in private. But he then went on to say that, he did. oh, by the way, I did tell him that we should leave troops in Afghanistan. Then the other two had to come out behind him. And that's why in these Senate select committees, they do it one by one. Yep. Because you can't go backwards like that in those Senate select because committees. Because Miller did, he was in a classified hearing. Who? Uh, Miller, General Miller. 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 
because Miller had come out in public saying, I told Biden we needed to leave Trump oh, behind. You're, oh, yeah, you're talking about the ADC. Yeah, for McKenzie. Yeah. McKenzie's ADCO. Yeah. yeah. yeah yep, yep. And so Miller was by himself in a, in a select committee yep. hearing, in a classified hearing, and they referred to it in these public hearings. And they were like, well, Miller said he told Biden. Did you pass Miller's message on to Biden? Did President Biden hear and receive what Miller's recommendation was? Apparently, he didn't care. He didn't care. But I want to finish out with, with Matt Gates because he's he's on fire. So I, I know it's it's the full five minutes. We've, we're already two minutes in, so we got three minutes left. So just bear with it. It's it's pretty awesome. The disappointing thing, Secretary of Defense to say, I can't assess the will to fight, but it is your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government. And I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you've now confessed to us and whether it's the swing and a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure, or whether it was your failures in Syria, you don't seem capable to look at a fighting force and determine whether or not they have the will. Well, Is that an embarrassing? You recall, Congressman, that uh, the end result was a, a, uh, uh, the SDF that we stood up that was very, very instrumental in turning the, the, the tide of, uh, of, of battle up in Syria. Oh, yeah. Turned turn it so much, you've got Assad in power in Syria, you've got the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. Where have you been? The focus was the focus was ISIS, Congressman, and we and, and those forces uh, had significant uh, effect on on the well, ISIS it, network. It just seems like you're chronically bad at this, and you have admitted that, I guess, which is to your credit. But you know, when when people in the military, like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, stand up and demand accountability. When they say that you all screwed up, when they point out that General Milley's statement that the Tal- you know, that, that the government of Afghanistan is not going to get defeated by the Taliban, well, he ends up in the brig, and you all end up in front of us, and your former employer Raytheon ends up with a lot of money, and we have poured cash and blood and credibility into a Ghani government that was a mirage. It fell immediately, and while the guy sitting next to you was off, you know, talking to Phil Rucker and was off doing his thing with Bob Woodward. We were buying into the big lie, the big lie that this was ever going to be successful and that we could ever rely on the Afghanistan government for anything at all. You know, General Milley, you kind of gave up the game earlier when you said you wanted to address elements of your personal conduct that were in question. We're not questioning your personal conduct. We're questioning in your official capacity going and undermining the chain of command, which is obviously what you did. You, you've created this whole chain, not undermine the chain narrative. of command. And, and yeah, you did. You absolutely did. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop. Well, pauses, you know pauses, 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 pauses. Please, please, please. All right. So first of all, Matt Gates is 100% on the ball with what he just said. He undermined the chain of command. He most fucking certainly did. Because right here, the Epic Times, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, right here, uh, Everybody has in front of them, if you have the Epic Times, you subscribe to the Epic Times, get it. Uh, right there here in this story, I have an act of subversion <laughs> completed and admitted to. And it is all in black and white. And Millie cannot run from this now. It is on the record. He told Congress that he did call the Chinese. He did tell them that, look, 
if we're going to attack, I'm going to call you first. That is subversion. The act alone, that right there, boom, done. He's going to jail. Somebody has got to find some testicular fortitude, as you said the other night. Find some testicular fortitude and go after this guy legally. He is in violation of so many different laws. I, I can't even count them all. He is a traitor. He was willing to call a foreign government on his own behalf, not on the behalf of the President of the United States, not on the behalf of anybody else in the Department of Defense. He was just going to pick up the phone and say, look, dude, we're coming. So he actually... And he admitted to it well, openly. He did. He did. In Congress, it's he on did. the record. And he talked about it in his opening statement and what he said, not that I'm defending him, just saying what he said, what his excuse was was that he regularly called his counterparts in foreign nations, that the first phone call, eight people sat on the call with him, and none of them seemed to have a problem with it. On the second call, 11 people sat on the call with him, and none of them seemed to have a problem with it. He said that, um, that I believe he said Mark Meadows was aware of the call. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, Esther, uh, Esper. Esper was aware of both phone calls, and that... Um, he was aware or he directed him to make the phone calls? Um, See, that's where the issue that becomes. That he was aware, not that he directed, but that he was aware. is what the problem is. The problem is is we have a confession now. Yeah. He, he confessed to it in front of the Senate. He was sworn under oath going in front of the Senate. He confessed to calling the Chinese. Uh, now all we need is Donald Trump to say, I uh, never told him to make that phone call. Which that right there causes a really big problem for him because the second that well, Donald Trump says that, that's it for him. He's done. Even though Donald Trump is not the president anymore, it is immaterial. It was during Donald Trump's presidency. And now he is going to jail for subversion. If there's someone with enough testicular fortitude to I actually hold him to account. Not talking about sabotage. I'm not talking about treason. I'm talking, talking about, about subversion. subversion yes. Which is he subverted the US government by calling the Chinese. Whether 11 people, then guess what? All 11 I have people. 11 other affidavits as yeah. well that will line up, and I guarantee the FBI, because they ain't doing nothing else right now worth a shit, they can go ahead and sign me some 302s and say, you, 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 and you are all coming with me, and guess what? We're going to have some fun because one of you is going to turn on the other one, and we're going to get somebody to say something. So what he implied in his opening statement was that he made the phone call because the Chinese were nervous that we were going to attack them. That doesn't, I'm, uh, doesn't again. I'm just. Do I'm anything. telling you. I'm telling you his justification. I'm not defending him. I'm telling you what he said. Okay, he he said that the Chinese were worried because of. How did he know that? Rumors. How did he know that? No, stop, stop, stop. Well, that's stop, a stop. great question. How did he that's know that? That's a great question. Unless he's being run. Yep. By. Another Chinese operative. How did he know that the Chinese government, without calling them... How would he know that they were nervous? Yeah. Absolutely. So now so you're telling me now that there's said, some email traffic he, he called that them we need to go ahead to and assure subpoena. them that Donald Trump had no intention of attacking them because he knew in his heart that Donald Trump had no intention of attacking the Chinese. Well, I'm going to say this. In my heart, I know that he's a treasonous bastard and he needs to hang from a rope because that's still how we kill tra uh, traitors in the United States. It's still on the books within the UCMJ. And uh, and that applies to subversion as well. There's 30 seconds left in this exactly. clip, so let's go.
You said yesterday that you weren't going to resign when senators asked you this question. And I believe that you guys probably won't resign. You seem to be very happy failing up over there. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired. Because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country. And you're far more interested in what your perception is and how you're people fired. think about you're you fired. and inside of Washington books than you care about winning. Gentleman's which this time group has is incapable expired. of doing. Yeah. So anyway. Well, Pisaki, uh, she went out on a roll there, and I'm sure you've got some of those clips. Uh, oh, I sure do. Pisaki and her, uh, she just likes to trip uphill too. So uh, Matt Gates, I'm going to go ahead and tip Matt Gates on this one. Uh, you like to fail uphill too because she does, and she fails uphill like a superhero uh, because she went on a whole thing about how uh, it wasn't real bad for Joe Biden what General Milley said. I don't have that clip. You don't? No. I oh. have a bunch of other Pisaki clips. I don't have that clip. Okay. Well, she went on a, a whole roll where she was doing some damage control for Joe over the weekend. And uh, <clears throat> she said that uh, Joe Biden told George Stephanopoulos during an August interview that he was not advised by his military defense advisors to keep any U.S. troops on the ground in Afghanistan. Um, your top military advisor, you advised... Uh, advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline, Stephanopoulos said. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't, Biden interrupted. It was spit. It wasn't true. It was, that, wasn't the, that wasn't true at all. They didn't tell you how many troops they wanted to stay, Steph, Steph, Stephanopoulos said. No, not in terms of whether we were going to get a time frame uh, all, of all troops. They didn't argue against that at all, Biden clarified. And uh, Biden went on to say... Uh, uh, or I'm sorry, Stephanopoulos went on to say, so no one told you the military advisors did not tell you that we should just keep 2,500 troops uh, in Afghanistan. It's been a stable, it's been stable. No, Biden said, no one said that, that I can recall. Uh, the situation uh, over the past uh, couple of years, we can't do that. We can, we could have continued to do that though if they told me that. Okay, whatever. However, the hearing in the Senate and the Armed Services Committee Tuesday, Mark Milley serves as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Obviously, we know that. And uh, he said that was precisely his recommendation. Matter of fact, he called out exactly the number. He said we need to leave 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. Uh, <clears throat> I won't share my personal recommendation to the president, but I'll give you my honest opinion, Milley said. That's what I told you he said. Yep. Uh, whatever. Uh, right after the testimony, the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, clarified uh, – what would seem to be a very large discrepancy. Pisaki said that Biden said that the advisors were split. He said that the accounts of were difference in recollections of recommendations. Who, who had a different recollection? Biden? I, I don't know. It sounds like Biden. Pisaki was asked about the length and during, uh, the Daily White House press briefing as well. A reporter asked about the seeming contradiction. So the president misled the American people about the advice of the military advisors. <clears throat> and uh, uh, she said, no, it was a militant. But the question asked by George Stephanopoulos was, but your top military advisors warned against withdrawing the timeline. You wanted to keep about 2,500 troops, the president said. No, they didn't. He was split, and that was true. That, was, uh, that wasn't true. It was a split. I think it was pretty a key part of the phrasing, Pisaki said. Later on, he said George Stephanopoulos said that no one – 
told our military advisors, did not tell you, quote, no one we should keep 25, told us 2,500 troops should be kept in Afghanistan. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can, we can do that. We can leave right now. Pisaki quoted the president in the interview saying no one said that anyone told me that that I can recall. Uh, I would later tell you in testimony given uh, to Secretary Austin, General Milley, Pisaki said they made clear that Secretary Austin specifically said that there was a post-force posture of about 2,500 people. Okay, so one more time. They are lying. They are covering each other's asses. This is CYA complete to the hilt. That's why they can't tell them exactly what they told the president or they will not tell them. And the crazy part that drives me nuts, this is a Senate Select Committee. Once again, they have the power of subpoena. They can literally say, no, you tell me what you told the president. They can literally do that, and it is legit. It's legal. They, At that point, they have to, or they're held in contempt, and they go to jail. I do not understand why any one of these senators, any one of these people on this committee are not currently right now doing that to Millie, Austin, or McKenzie, saying, hey, look, look, fucktards, you are literally on the Titanic. It is going down. Are you going to sit there and play your violins, or are you going to stand up and be men for once in your whole entire miserable lives and say, this is what we told the president? This is what the president said to us. It's a lack of testicular fortitude. Exactly. All they the way around. They are not going to stand up and be men. Nope. That is exactly what's going on. This is a complete cover-up. It's a complete sham. This Don't pay attention to this, folks. This is a another non-story for this administration, again, and no one else is going to hold their feet to the fire. No accountability. Nothing's going to happen. They're going to talk a lot, and they're going to get a little slap on the wrist, and, oh, keep failing up because you're so good at it, and that's it. When is anybody else going to stand up <clears throat> outside of right-side broadcasting, outside of uh, any other news media source that is actually trying to promote another side of what's actually going on in this world. When are we going to get somebody to stand up and say something? This is just getting ridiculous. Here, here, and I got, I no, got someone no, standing no, up and say something. No, he's not. Zip it. <laughs> because we do have another problem. Because uh, the Marine that they talked about in here, the Lieutenant Colonel, who everybody's seen their video, I hope you have. If you haven't, go look him up. Stuart Schiller's video that came out. Um, He's now in the brig. He's in jail, folks. He's not in the nice jail either. He's not in jail for what you and I would consider a crime. He's in jail because he won't shut his mouth. That's literally what he's in jail for. He is not. They ordered him not to say anything more. He went on. He started talking again and went on YouTube again. And they went and arrested him. And now he's in the brig. So he will be there until his Article 32 hearing is complete, which is crap in and out of itself because there's a congressman right there in Florida that is saying, dude, this is all bullshit because the three of you should go to jail and he should be set free because he called you all out and somebody does have to pay for this. Hell, the he should be made the ch the chairman of the freaking Joint Chiefs. Well, I, as far as I'm not concerned. sure about that, Lieutenant but Scheller, Scheller. Scheller's back in, uh, he's in jail. Uh, he drew, drew backlash from, uh, defending that video that he published in a clip calling for the accountability of my senior leaders over the obvious mistakes that were made. <clears throat> um, and 
I don't disagree with the guy. And he had, he was given a gag order, did not speak. Uh, when you're given that type of order in the military, unfortunately, yeah, if you're lower ranked like we are, we, <clears throat> I, I'd have to follow it. Yeah. Um, however, I, I disagree with the military's move on this one. I think they're doing something that is going to piss a lot of other military members off, and a lot of other military members are going to do. Um, what a, a bunch have already done because of the fucking vaccine mandates and just walk out. And then we're not going to have any, you're not going to have at your highest levels in the military, whether enlisted officer, doesn't matter, warrant officer, it's immaterial. You're going to lose a butt ton of experience that we have gained over the last 20 years of fighting a war that we, I, I saw a meme today and I got to tell you folks, <clears throat> it made me laugh pretty hard and then it made me sit there and ponder for like a hot minute, like, um, wow, this is this is effed up. But, and I, I saw this meme and it said, hey, if you ever think that you're useless, just remember it took four presidents, 20 years and 30 something trillion dollars to just put the, to let the Taliban take back over for the Taliban. Yeah. And I think it's hysterical, but then. Once I stopped laughing, once I realized what it was saying, we were literally there fighting for what I've I've lost many a dear friend over there. And they died for now what I can call nothing because literally we turned the country back over to the same people we fought to a race. And uh, now I know that there's a bunch of guys that died over there for no reason whatsoever that I can think of. I mean, what reason is there when people tell you that? That to me is just disgusting. What else is there? And the, to hear it like that, to read it like that as a meme, yeah, it's funny at first. It was. I laughed. I mean, I'm not arguing with the guy who made the meme. It was funny. Um, but then after I thought about it for a minute and everybody I know that died over there, I'm, I'm dead serious. They died for nothing. What did they die for? What were we there for? What were we there to do? Those people that came out and helped us, those there's Afghans out there that came out to help us. They're all going to die. And if you don't understand that, they're going to get their heads cut off or they're going to get hung from a helicopter or people are just going to walk in their house and shoot them. It's not like it was when we were there. These people are going to get slaughtered. There's nothing we can do now to stop it. Nothing. I mean, there's Americans over there still. I know there's a, there's a couple buddies of mine that are over there right now trying to get those Afghans out of Afghanistan. But there's nothing we can do. We can't drop a bomb. We can't fly a drone. We can't do dick. It, it's all done. We're out. And the three people that are responsible for this are sitting here telling lies in front of Congress, telling us shit that just didn't happen. And... They will not tell us the truth. Whenever anybody else in this country wants to get pissed off about something, please call me because this is bullshit. This is this should be the thing that is making America rise up right now. This is the thing that should be making every American person that flies the red, white, and blue out in their freaking front porch. It should be making your blood boil. This should be making you want to jump through the TV screen and punch somebody in the face because this is crap. And the fact that there's a bunch of senators up there that are sitting up there with their noses in the clouds and, oh, well, I'm not concerned about Afghanistan. never affected me. 
And Joe Biden's sitting there talking about other bullshit, ice cream and shit that just doesn't apply. Folks, when are we going to, when, when is a country, it's actually starting to happen. More leftists are getting red-pilled daily. Yeah. And we've got examples of them. One that I never thought I'd ever say on this show, at least. And he's right here. And he's going to give us his two cents. And before I play this, I just want to say that um, when was when was uh, Lieutenant Colonel Schiller thrown in the break? Two days ago? Two days ago. In two days? So they started a GoFundMe for him? I'm sure he's got millions of dollars. Uh, 750000 so far. There you go. In two days. Yesterday it was at 200000 Today it's at 750000 The problem is, is that with GoFundMe that I, I don't like GoFundMes because GoFundMe takes so much money out of it. So, I mean, I, I know it sounds like a great idea to go send money to that, but they take so much money out of it. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're a company. I get it. But really, seriously, you're going to start a donation website like that and then you're going to take money out of the donations. That just sounds really effed up to me. But – I, hey, you know, if you're going to donate to him, donate to him because the guy needs the help, and um, I'll promote it. Go fund me. Yeah, go go to it. Go go fund him. I, I, I honestly believe in what he did, and I don't think he did anything wrong. And uh, it, the, the man just, has testicular fortitude, and he it's needs a to lend up, some of it to the rest of them. It's a fucked up situation, and uh, the, like somebody told me a long, long time ago, and I'll never forget it. This is a great big shit sandwich, and we all got to take a bite. I don't know where, what end we take a bite at, but we've all got to take a bite. So I, I, I don't know how to fix this any worse than – I mean, we, I keep saying every day that it can't get more fucked up than it was yesterday. And it and does. And Joe Biden goes and fucking just trumps the shit out of that. And that's not a, a, a slang against Donald Trump. I mean, he literally goes and ups it so far that I, I'm like, I don't even know if I can keep up anymore. I'm getting burnt out on both ends now. I, I can't even believe it. Anyway. You're going to be like Alex Jones. I can't take it anymore. Fuck it. I'm walking out. Yeah. He I, literally I, walked off his, his own show the other day. I, I just, I, I don't know what else to say. I just, it can't get any dumber. This, the obviousness of how bad the line has become on their side. And there's Americans out there. Like, I, I want to grab them and just. I swear to God, those are the bl- those are the ones I just want to grab their heads and just pop it until the ink goes everywhere because they're so dumb. They argue. Bongino had it perfect today. It was so funny. I was listening to Bongino today. He went off on this rant about uh, uh, he was on the five the other night and he was arguing with this liberal chick about uh, uh, the, the murder rate and how the crime had surged and this that and the other thing. And Bongino got on there and. Uh, the next morning, he went and he was checking like all the internet sites that he normally checks. He does probably has the same about nine minute routine that I do in the morning where I go check all sorts of liberal sites because I hate checking liberal sites. But he's checking this one and there's this one that called him out and said, well, how he got destroyed by this liberal chick. And it came from like this weird, like this dude who just doesn't even matter. I think his name was like Daniel BS something. It was weird. Anyways, the guy was obviously full of shit. But he he said something like, um, even after he 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 quoted an obviously false fact about the murder rates in liberal cities, and Bongino went through it step by step and said the top ten cities, top nine, sorry, one of them was an independent, but the top nine cities in the country were literally 
liberal cities that the murder rates were the highest. And the one that wasn't was Las Vegas. And the only reason it wasn't a liberal city is because the guy went independent, even though like six months before that, he was a liberal. So what are you talking about? Bongino was right on all the liberals hate facts. Any fact you present in front of a liberal, they lose their minds and automatically they're right back down the trail that they were going, that they're crazy and that nothing is real. It's all fake. And it's like, what is wrong with you? I don't understand how people cannot understand what fact is. Well, I'm sure Bongino got his statistics from the FBI release of the 2020 crime statistics that came out on. That would be accurate. The 27th. Because according to the liberals, we got to trust the FBI. Yes. So according to the FBI, murder went up 20, or I'm sorry, 29.7%. It went up 30% in 2020. Correct. Where did all that come from? All liberal cities. Yeah. The top 10 because cities. what did we see in 2020? Riots. Where? Mostly where, where did you protests, see? Where did you see it? Portland, D.C., Bingo. New York. Liberal. Liberal. Chicago. Liberal. All the liberal cities. They're, Nevada. It's an independent, but he was a liberal. Yeah. So, I mean. San Francisco, liberal city. It's, it's. I, I, I don't know how else you. Collectively, can... victims of property crimes, excluding arson, excluding arson, which we know there was a lot of in 2020. Oh, yeah. But except for arson, uh, property crimes suffered losses estimated $17.5 billion. And then they, well, the, the thing that he was arguing against was the chick on the five was trying to say that, well, the reason it all went up was because of COVID. It wasn't because of George Floyd. It wasn't because of Black Lives Matter. It wasn't because of Antifa. No. But it was because of COVID. No. Wait a minute. And then Bongino said, wait, hold on, hold on real quick, one second. How is it possible that all of that went up during the pandemic when you were supposed to be locked in your house, according to you all. Exactly. So how did the murder rate go up like that? And oh, by the way, what cities did that happen? Liberal cities. It was not in red cities. These were in cities that liberals are. So why liberals have such a problem with reality and fact, I still can't figure out. And like I said, because every day they, I wake up. they live up, on clouds, riding rainbows like slides, wearing rose-colored glasses. Yeah, but in their own bubble. In in their own little bubble. Because That's they it. don't touch well, any other okay. bubbles. So Russell Brand is starting to break out of his little liberal bubble. Well, he's going red. He got so red-pilled. He and really did. I, I've been I, watching him get red-pilled. Hey, I, you know what? My hat's off to Russell Brand. Hey, welcome. Welcome Blue to the so real fast, side. There's almost no time for history. It seems like years ago that we were hearing that Trump was colluding with Russia, that he wouldn't have won the election without Russia, that his whole presidency was a kind of Putin plot. Well, there's now serious evidence that it was the Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton acolytes that were directly involved in the generation of what has proven to be a conspiracy. Untrue. Think about how much media you watched. Me, a person who I think, broadly speaking, is from the left, a liberal, certainly not a Trump-supporting Republican, with respect to those of you that are, I find myself in awe, gobsmacked, flabbergasted and startled by these revelations that Russiagate was a democratic conspiracy. Let's unpack that now. With okay, so just the fact that he said... He's not a Trump-supporting Republican, but with respect to you that are, 
that right there tells me how red pilled he's gone. Yeah, because he is down that hole. He is down a rabbit hole yeah. right there. Oh yeah. And you can see he's like, look, I, I'm not trying to say anything bad. I'm just saying that. Look. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, Trump was right. Yeah. He, that's. It's all. It's. They're starting to. It's not just him either. There's another basketball player that was out there, and uh, he actually destroyed this uh, reporter that asked him, "Why are you so hesitant to get the vaccine?" And the report. What is? What does the guy do? What does the guy that's answering the question do? Here, I got him too. Yeah. Protocols. Unvaccinated players won't be able to eat, fly, or ride buses with their vaccinated teammates. Other Magic players respect Isaac's decision. The, the vaccine status of every person should be their own choice. Isaac is responding to a Rolling Stone article that labeled him an anti-vaxxer. He says it's a misrepresentation. I didn't come to my current vaccination status by studying black history or watching Donald Trump press conferences. I have nothing but the utmost respect for every healthcare um, worker and person in Orlando. Isaac isn't vaccinated against COVID-19, but he had COVID and believes he has the antibodies to fight off another possible infection. The, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to. NBA isn't requiring players to get the shot, but they are encouraging it by setting certain protocols. Unvaccinated players won't be able to eat, fly, or ride buses with all right, so I'm first of all, first of all, uh, the question that was asked to him is, why are you so hesitant on getting the vaccine? And his answer, uh, he literally slaughters this poor reporter. And I don't know his political beliefs. I don't care, honestly. It, it's immaterial. What he said is of substance, and it's the way he said it and what he did. And he went into the whole point that, like, look— your vaccine status is your business. It ain't your business. I don't care what you think. It's my business, what I put in my body. And that's what he said. And that's exactly how he answered the question. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the most important part of this. And that's all he's saying. He's like, look, I'm not telling you to not get the vaccine. I'm not telling anybody to not get the vaccine. I'm not telling anybody to go get the vaccine. I'm just saying I'm not going to go get it. What's the big deal? I, I play basketball and he plays at a level that is above everybody else. Cause if you really think about basketball, you're talking about five dudes on a court. They are, especially in the United States, you're talking about they're at the top of their game. They they've done their thing and he's out there. He's on a basketball I court. I thought it was nine. It's five guys. What the hell are you talking about? I don't about? fucking know. Obviously. I don't pay attention. There's only five guys from one court, five guys from the other side. So it's a total of 10 plus the ref. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you two refs. So that's 12. My bad. But in total for one team, it's only five guys on the court. You've got to make that starting roster. You've got to make it to five positions. You're, it's not like you're riding the bench and you're a starter. If you're not a starter, you're not considered part of, you know, you're not part of the team until you start three games. So he's, you know, the guy's made it there. I care less about all of that. What he's talking about, though, is the truth. Look, I had COVID. I've got antibodies. I don't need to go get a vaccine. And from what I've read about the vaccine, it destroys the natural immunity that you have if you've already had COVID. I support that. I support everything that came out of it. He could be the biggest liberal, but I support everything he just said. And it doesn't, I don't care if he's a liberal. What he's saying is dead nuts right. It is dead nuts right. It doesn't matter who you are. What he said is completely accurate. Look, I'm not going to go get the vaccine. I already had COVID. I have natural immunity. Deal with it. And he's probably looking at all the other 
top athletes that are having to retire or at least skip the end of their seasons because they got the vaccine and now they have things like myocarditis or there's pericarditis. Yeah, that there's that one tennis player. He's like number thirty five in the world or something, right? Top hundred. Top yeah, he just retired. He had to retire yeah. because he said since he's gotten the vaccine, he's felt nothing but constant pain and he up can't and down breathe. his body all the and time he and breathe. he can't breathe. Yep. And and that to me says pericarditis. And I mean, he again top of his game in excellent shape. You don't make it to be one of the top top fifty tennis players in the entire world. If you're a, a fat piece of shit, like that doesn't happen. You're in excellent shape. You play outside all the time, which means your vitamin D levels are through the roof. Yep. Anyway, I mean, peak of health, and you've just destroyed it by putting this jab in your body. But we're not, we're not to the jab yet. So, um, so uh, real quick, who's Jake Sullivan? Uh, is, isn't he the national security advisor to Biden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was he before that, though? Uh, he was... Was he in the FBI? No, he was the National Security Advisor for Hillary Clinton, her campaign, oh, 2016. that's right. So tell me something. That's right. He went, and uh, he, he stood in front of Congress, and he told Congress um, that Hillary... Clinton's campaign um, wasn't aware of anybody being involved in any Russian collusion hoax stuff, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Well, that didn't age well. <clears throat> and uh, since, obviously, Mark's, or Mike Sussman got indicted last week, um, who was a partner, obviously, with the Perkins Coie law firm. Hillary's law yep. firm, yep. Yep. Um, the question has become is – whether or not this guy Sullivan Sullivan did he commit perjury? Um, because yeah, guess who he worked for at the same time he was a uh, called in as a contractor type analyst guy for them. Sussman Perkins no. Coie no hmm. Sullivan Sullivan worked for Perkins Coie. That's what I just said as a quote unquote analyst for them at the same time that this was all going on. Oh, so they were paying him to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. So it, it this article came out. Uh, it I'm was, sorry. What what happens normally when you lie to Congress? Yeah, you kind of go to jail. Uh, anyway, um, hmm. this came from Paul Sperry. I mean, not anymore, but that used to be what happened. This came from Paul Paul Sperry in Red State News. Um, did Jake Sullivan commit perjury? Emails reveal a lie, which is interesting, but. Uh, the indictment uh, states that Sussman, a well, as well as the cyber experts, recruited for the operation, coordinated representation, representatives with the agents of the Clinton campaign with regard to the data written in materials Sussman gave the FBI and the media. One of those campaign agents was Sullivan, according to the emails Special Counsel John Durham obtained on September 15, 2016, just four days before Sussman handed off the materials to the FBI. Mark Elias, Sussman's law partner and fellow Democrat Party operative, exchanged emails with the Clinton campaign and foreign policy advisor concerning the Russian bank's allegations. This is obviously all going back to Alpha One. Uh, sources close to the case confirmed that the foreign policy advisor at this time was Sullivan. Go figure. They say that Sullivan was briefed in the development of opposition research materials, which tried to allege that a secret server in the Trump organization was communication, communicating with the Russian Alpha Bank. 
The conspiracy theory was pushed from the opposition firm Fusion GPS and was later dismissed as communication was likely uh, marketing materials. Which good wow, job, good job. Um, this gets better because uh, then it goes to this other part, which I at first I read it. I didn't realize how bad it was when I read it in the original indictment. And if you remember a couple shows ago, I actually did read this part. But it talks about uh, pings that were coming out of Trump Tower. Yep. And that's how they said, that's how they determined he was communicating with the Alpha Bank. Correct. Or Alpha One. Whatever. So I think the question immediately goes to if right now we know that. Everything was made up about Russia, the server, and everything else. We know that. Yeah. It's, it's a proven fact. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the pings. Remember how I told you I think I know who that tech executive is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I am going to – I didn't write a name in your book. I wrote a name for something else. But I did – say that I knew who the tech executive was. And what if I told you I'm not really surprised by this? Okay. Not Sullivan. Sullivan just brings up the point about the pings. Where did the pings come from if it was fake? If everything was a lie, where did the pings come from? NSA? Yeah, I kind of went that way with you too. But then I remembered this other, other story that I had seen. And uh, actually, I'm trying to find it right now. Stand by because it's in my stack of crap and I got to find it. <clears throat> so the, there's a, a guy, he testified in front of Congress. And his name was Sean uh, Henry. And uh, he testified in Congress about the DNC's stolen server. He I'm worked, sorry, what? Yeah, remember the, the server that supposedly got hacked by the Russians? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm calling it today just like Bongino did because me and Bongino obviously are thinking along the same lines here because we understand how investigations work. Well, one of the crazy things that he was talking about today on a show, and if you didn't listen, go listen to Bongino's show today. I'm not stealing anything from Bongino. Go listen to Bongino because he lays it out a lot better than I probably can. But I, I kind of saw this coming, okay? Sean Henry uh, used to work for CrowdStrike. If you remember when the DNC server back in 2016 was supposedly hacked by the Russians yeah. and all those emails that Hillary had got released and yeah. you, remember, you remember everything, where that went. Who did Sean Henry used to work for prior to going to CrowdStrike? Hillary? No. He worked for the FBI. He was a cyber analyst for the FBI. And who did he work for in the FBI? Comey. Directly under Correct. So. Wow, I pulled that one out of my ass. So this CrowdStrike guy goes into Congress and he tells them that, look, we can't definitively say that the email server was hacked. Okay. Well, what can you tell us? Well, there was packets of information and there were pings. Packets and pings. Yeah. Hmm. So you made pings for a DNC server that got hacked. And we know, we've known and I'm going to tell you why we've known, because I've got this little article right here hidden for over two years, and it's been sitting out there for a hot minute. Uh, this was printed May 13th, 2020. Hidden over two years, Dem cyber firms sworn testimony it had no proof of Russian hacking the DNC. This one's going to pop, folks. This is going to be the next red pill you see hit a bunch of blue faces right in the mouth like a great big... Um, 
I mean, we've known Russian collusion was a hoax for four fucking years. Correct. So now we're about to find that the DNC server hack was also BS, but nobody remembers this one key part about it. Thanks. There was no, there was a lady, and I'm going back to. I gotta find her name real quick. I have it in here. Uh, I think I do. Oh, maybe I don't. Oh no, it's blacked out. So there was a female DNC operative who was working in the DNC, who supposedly took a thumb drive into the DNC, downloaded a bunch of information. Did she circle back? Pulled it back out, left the building, and then gave it to someone else. And then all of a sudden, we see all these emails that were in the DNC server. There was never any sign of any breach of any Russian involvement getting into this server. Who in Russia would absolutely possibly effing care about what's going on on a DNC server? That's my first question. I remember reading about this in the WikiLeaks some uh, almost My a year ago. My second question is there was the lady that went in. She had a thumbstick on her. She plugged it into a computer, downloaded a bunch. Of, no, you didn't hear it about that. You heard about it in every red side news article that came out about it. This lady went in there. She even admitted to it. But this CrowdStrike guy continued to go on about how this was all Russian hacking. Well... Then I come to find out that Sean Henry and now old Mr. Jake Sullivan there are now both being linked to the Russian thing because guess who they both worked for at one point in time or another? Jim Comey. Perkins Coie. Oh, Perkins Coie. Which is even worse. Yeah. Because now we're tying the same law firm into two separate hoaxes that we all know is BS. And they're also tied into election fraud. So now my question becomes, again, did Jake Sullivan commit perjury? Obviously he did. Yeah. Who's our tech executive one listed in the indictment? Who do you want to bet? If you're on the same sheet of music as me. You think it's Sean Henry? I honestly do. Okay. Because he's the only one that materialistically had anything to benefit or gain. He had intent. And uh, he had placement and access, and he more than likely could have pulled all of that off. Okay. So, today's date is the 29th of September. I'm going to call it right now. Sean Henry will be tech executive number one. That'll be another red pill for everybody to suck down. That, once again, and remember, folks, there's three tech executives in that whole brief. I didn't get into two and three because... I honestly, I'm guessing on two and three. Um, no idea. Yeah, three. I'm I'm really out there, clueless on because I'm not really sure who they're talking about, unless they're going the social media route, which is possible. I mean, Zuckerberg's already under investigation for the drop boxes, so hey, let's roll him up with another one. He's in under investigation in Florida too now, from what I heard. I heard old uh, Ron DeSantis strike struck again, and he's bringing uh, he's putting an investigation against. Zuckerberg and Facebook in Florida. Good. So that'll be another interesting bit. Good. We're going to have some tactical patience on that one. I hate those fascist I'm going to let them go ahead and start. Since they kicked so, us off and I can't use Marketplace anymore. Uh, moves us right along to the effort to spread the discredited Russian collusion theory. Uh, welcomed by the McCain Senate, Senate panel. And this is just uh, this. When you see this article in our Telegram, uh, just read it real quick. It's a long article. Um, it came out of, it's from Lee Smith coming out of Parlor. Basically, 
what I'm trying to highlight here is don't trust Republicans because they're worthless too. Um, it just it goes to show you that nobody in this game is safe. If you think that a Republican is going to stick, nobody. Look, the only people that are going to make any real change in this country are patriots. And we've got to start doing that. If we do not start doing that now, we will lose complete control of this country and then we'll all be in a world of shit. So it's up to you. If you're a patriot and you're sitting on your ass right now and you're like, man, I should do something. You're right. You better get up, go do something. Find a find, start a podcast, do something, do something. Run for office. Or find a candidate that you actually believe and in support. and support them. Go out and they all need volunteers. Go out and help with their campaign. Go knock on doors. Go, you know, hand out flyers. Go stand on the side of the road and fly a fucking flag. Do something. Do though. something. Don't sit there. The only person that's going to save you is you. That's it. There's there there is no savior coming. There's no one coming riding on a white horse. The, the next savior that comes is going to be Jesus, and you better be right with yourself before that point. And let me tell you something. If he comes in on a white horse, we're all screwed at that point, so it doesn't matter what happens. Again, point being is this. Do something. If you think that uh, somebody will save me, I'm just going to sit back. No, you have to get out there and do something. That's the problem with the Republican Party. That's why I think patriots are going to be different. That's why I think we can corrupt the Republican Party from within. If we do it right, we've got to get up there, though. We've got to put America First candidates out there. We've got to do all this stuff. we got to put people who are out there that are going to look out for our best interests. That is literally what it boils down to. That's it. So, with that, over the weekend, a federal judge forced prosecutors to release surveillance footage of the happenings on January 6th. Wait, what, what did you just say? Oh, yeah. Yes, the footage is getting out there now. Folks, we're going to be able to see the footage in a couple of days. I and it's cannot literally wait. cops waving people into the building. Yep. There's a reason they didn't want this released because it shows that there was no there was no, no active violence, violence no craziness, to, no beating of cops. As a matter of fact, the quote unquote like we we called it when we were there. We heard the flashbangs, we heard the smoke bombs going off or the tear gas going off. I can tell you right now, uh, from what I'm heard so far from people that have seen the video, I can tell you right now that uh, nobody was really affected. All that tear gas and all that stuff was being set off to the side. Nobody was affected by it. So that kind of tells you a lot. They were just tossing it to the side so they could let people walk through the door. They were letting this be a fucking exactly what it was, which is what they needed to push Biden where they needed to, to keep Biden. I mean, literally. They were letting, they wanted it to be a black stain on the Republican Party. And it's going to be. It's going to be because Pelosi's still continuing with this January 6th investigation. It's the worst thing that's happened to America since the Civil War. Do you think for one second that that's going to be brought up in front of Pelosi? No. That, oh, by the way, the FBI had informants in the crowd? No. 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 What, one of the leaders of, what, the Proud Boys or, or... One of those groups was literally texting his FBI handler as he was walking to the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the FBI was there. They did something. They don't do much. I I don't know what. But they did something. And I'm pissing off a lot of my friends by saying that, but I don't know what the fuck they did because they weren't doing their job that day. But we move right along. There's a continue with the January 6th bit. Um, A dude waiting trial died. 
I swear to God, I saw this guy on January 6th, too. I, 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 looking at his picture now, I've seen his face. I, I at least saw him maybe once that day. Uh, but anyway, uh, Josh, John Anderson, 61, died in a hospital in Jacksonville, Florida, September 21st, according to family members and his lawyer. Cause of death hasn't been disclosed. Um, he uh, was involved. He's a Marine Corps veteran, go figure, was charged with seven counts in connection with the Capitol breach, including civil disorder, interfering with law enforcement, and stealing government property, all of which are misdemeanors. Every single one of those are a misdemeanor. Um, and he's been in jail since uh, just after January 6th. It was in February he was arrested. So what in God's name are we doing to these people? Where is their speedy uh, and due, due process? Where is it? Why... Why isn't any lawyer arguing for due process right now? I'm completely, absolutely effing, I'm, I'm confused on that one. Where is due process and how are we holding these people without a trial Anything. Not, not a trial, not even, I mean, they've had preliminary hearings and that's it. And they get thrown in jail. I forget how much time's passed since the last time we all talked to you, I mean, for real about the news, because this one, I just, uh, I want to punch myself in the mouth, but I'll bring it up. Hunter Biden and his new $2 million Libya bombshell, more proof that the media lied to the public. So this came out, obviously it came out originally, uh, play that first clip up there. Uh, this, this is uh, pretty damning folks. I, I just, I, I don't know what else to say anymore. I, I, I don't think I can get any dumber. Yeah, right, that one right there. I'm trying. Well, as soon as it plays. Anyway. No, you get an ad. play ads first. You get an ad first. That really sucks. Yeah. It's like 10 seconds of ads, too. I'm, I'm going to mute it for yes, the 10 seconds. Yes, please do. That's so, terrible. Uh, yeah, that's horrible, but go figure. Um, anyway, there's a... Release of a new bombshell report from Business Insider. Oh, wait. There it is. Did you pause it? I did pause it. All right. Go for it. Very independent. He writes on Substack. He joins us tonight. So, Glenn, what, I mean, I, I don't think you're shocked by this, but you do have to ask, like, why are they telling us this now? The evidence was overwhelming from the very beginning, Tucker, that the uh, emails were authentic, and yet they lied and lied and lied, as you just showed, trying to convince people to not even pay attention to them on the grounds that they were disinformation, that the emails were fake. Now, the new book that just came out is from this young reporter at Politico who spent months digging into all of these emails. And obviously, had he unearthed proof that these emails were forgeries and put that in his book, he would be a star. You would know his name. He'd be a household name. He'd be on That's every right. TV show. But because his reporting said the opposite, he found even more proof that all those emails were authentic, which meant that these media outlets, all of them pretty much, with a few exceptions, deliberately lied to the public in the weeks before the election by telling them that this was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't true. They're ignoring his book. He's a he's not a right wing journalist. He's from one no. of the most mainstream publications. He has the proof in his hands that they all lied and they don't want anyone to know it. Uh, uh, do you honestly think that they if you're NBC News, if you're CNN, if you're The New York Times, The Washington Post, can you just sort of move forward as if you didn't participate in a lying campaign to influence a political election? You know, as you know, Tucker, I was at the media outlet that I founded when this all happened, and they were the ones who published 
well the claim that this was Russian disinformation and then a week later told me that I couldn't report on this story because the documents weren't verified in contrast to the CIA lie that they had published. So all throughout the media, this is their prevailing mindset. They know that they have an audience filled with liberals who hate Donald Trump and the Trump movement. And their only business model is to aggrandize those people. And they know that even if they lie and get caught lying, their audience and readers don't care. In fact, like them even more because they believe they're on the right side. So you have a huge numbers of journalists who believe that they have the right to lie. And even when they get caught, they don't care because they know their audience won't hold it against them. Uh, you came on, I think, immediately after. All right, so Glenn Greenwald, who is obviously, he's not a, uh, he wasn't originally a right-side broadcaster. Uh, he's become one. Oh, he has become one. Uh, but uh, he is obviously right there. He's talking about something we played for you a while ago. It was the uh, KGB defector, uh, Yuri, um, uh, can't even Breshnikov. Breshnikov, yeah. Yuri came out. If you remember, Yuri said, hey, we got to corrupt everybody from within the inside. And even when they're forced or faced with facts of truth, um, they'll still find a way to say it's a lie. Uh, here is a, another perfect example of it. We're talking about, you know, Hunter Biden's emails. Uh, oh, 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 that was all Russian disinformation. Wait a minute. No, we've actually proved that. No, they're not. They're actually his emails. Oh, well, no, that's just Russian disinformation. Okay, so um, MRC Newsbusters came out with a story, the five most censored Hunter Biden scandals of 2021. Now, the fact that there's five Hunter Biden has five censored scandals. He is in the son of a pre sitting and, president. And he, and that the man hasn't even been pretending to be president for a year yet. Yeah, it's and nine months. There's already five scandals about Hunter. So the first one um, being the emails. Rus the Russian disinformation. Right. Uh, the second one was his drug problem. Um, well, I mean, when you're doing that much Parmesan cheese from the yeah. carpet, I mean, that tells me that there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, so in total, ABC, CBS, and NBC from January 20th to September 27th spent in total five minutes and eight seconds on Hunter. Wow. Okay. Um, so folks, if, wait, again, if wait, you, then, you're looking then at then it. There was, then there was his tax problems. Hold on. You, you're looking at it. Look at this. Uh, here you go. Five minutes and eight seconds is what the liberal media gave to Hunter Biden. Really? Yep. yep. Really? So um, they Fair and they, balanced? NBC managed to give 19 seconds on Hunter's tax problems. There you go. And nine seconds on Burisma and 136 seconds on his ethically, ethically questionable art show. What about his affair and relationship with his brother's wife and? Oh, they don't talk about that at all. Oh, that yeah. was that was a twenty twenty scandal. That, that doesn't count for twenty twenty one. That's a completely quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah, definitely. Well, no, that was found in the emails. That was found in the computer, the laptop, the the. Along with him banging his niece. Yeah, which is really disgusting. And Melania, uh, freaking um, Malia. Yeah, the the wife, the brother's wife. No, 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 no. Obama's daughter. Oh, uh, that's even worse. Yeah, no, he he banged Malia Obama in the White House. Ugh. Right. And she was like, what, twelve? Because 13? there's a picture 14? of her ass, and right next to it is her credit card sitting on a mirror, like next to some coke, where they were doing lines of coke, and her <sighs> credit card has her name on it. I always knew that. Literally, her name on it. Her 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 big ass and it, on Hunter's laptop. So, yeah, I'm sorry. So, again, uh, it just goes to show you that 
The press is full of crap. I mean, they're horrible. And even Biden's going after him now. The press is, uh, Biden's going after the press. I think it's hysterical. Uh, I think that's a story of later. Well, um, Jen, Jen went after them. Hold on. Oh, yeah. She was calling them out for, uh, I think, something about whipping. Um, well, hold on. She, she's gone after them a couple times lately, but there's one in particular I'm looking for. Oh, here we go. This is about his poll numbers, right? So someone asked him about um, his tanking. Slipping poll numbers? Tanking. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Oh, on, on the polling, the president's polling continues to collapse. Emerald 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 I'm You're going to meet another that. one of your heroes. I really am. You're going to be fangirl superhero I over here. I seriously am. I'm so excited. So uh, moving right along, uh, you do have a clip of uh, Pisaki defending the horse ban. I do. I uh, do. That's, Homeland that's... Security will continue to look at and assess look at across the country. There are There is a reason that these horse patrols have been in place and continue to be in place in some parts across the country. Of course, our Department of Homeland Security will continue to look at and assess, especially as the investigation concludes, uh, what that looks like. They've been suspended in Del Rio, Texas. Uh, that was a step in response, of course, directly to those horrific photos. There are. Uh, we even have the guy who took the pictures coming out now and saying that, no, folks. There was uh, no whips. There's no whips. Uh, those are reins. Uh, literally, uh, the, it doesn't even, they're not even whipping him. Uh, the pictures that were taken, you can see one of the Border Patrol guys actually leaning off the horse trying to grab one of them. Um, it's it's how they motivate the horses. Horses don't like people. They're not naturally. They don't want to run you over. Yeah, they they know that they're bigger than you. They they know they will kill you if they're they seriously like jump big dogs you. for the they, most part. They literally are the nice the the pe most peaceful animals you'll ever see. You have to motivate a horse to do something. You have to get the horse, and it's going to piss the horse off, but to do anything that it doesn't want to do. But you can motivate a horse by doing it. The reins moving back and forth. That's just like, hey, move. We want you to move. I want you to move, and the horse does eventually move. Um, this is this is just crap. There's a non-issue for for something for them to blow up a, such a non-issue, and for the rest of America to see that this is a non-issue, drives me absolutely insane. Because how much dumber? It, it's not us. They, honest, understand this. Pisaki's not dumb. She thinks that you and I are dumb. I've said that a hundred times. I'm going to say it a hundred and one times. She thinks that you and I are dumb. She thinks that you and I are going to bite hook line and sinker that what she's uh, i'm from the federal government and i'm saying this uh you're an idiot okay i'm sorry but i i, I kind of have to disagree with you on the pasaki's not dumb and and here's here's why um i want to ask you about what republicans are pointing to in the analysis from the joint committee on taxation mm -hmm. they say according to if i read the chart correctly more than 16 percent of taxpayers would see their taxes increase under the the, the bill that's approved by the house ways and means committee Will the president sign that bill if, as it is, is coming out of that committee, or will he insist on the changes so that he will maintain his commitment that taxes won't go up on people making $400,000 a year? I have not looked at the uh, document or the report that you have put out. Obviously, the president, or that you have referenced, I should say, that the Republicans put out. Uh, obviously, the president's commitment remains not raising taxes for anyone uh, making less than $400,000 a year. There are some, and I'm not sure if this is the case in this report, who argue that in the past, 
companies have passed on these costs to consumers. I'm not sure if that's the argument being made in this report. We feel that that's unfair and absurd, and the American people would not stand for that. But I will take a... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't Un know. Unfair I don't, and absurd. Okay. Hold on. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's her or that is just like, uh, I, the, you got to understand, this is a Potomac two-step. What you're seeing right there is the Potomac two-step. They called it the Potomac two-step for fucking hundreds of years. And the reason they call it the Potomac two-step is they're because they're doing their damnedest to ensure that, hey, look, um, Joe's going to do... He's, he said that I'm not going to raise taxes. People, he's raising taxes. All right, that's it. It's I'm telling you right now that's going to happen. For somebody to come out and say, look, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to increase spending by $3.5 tr trillion and then say, well, but it's already been paid for. Uh, that is like me telling V. Lynn that, hey, look, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy all these guns, but, but hun, don't worry about it. And I'm going to buy like a million dollars worth of guns. I'm going to say, but babe, don't worry about it. It's already been paid for. Don't sweat it. The kids' college fund doesn't count. It's already been paid. No, I, I can't tell you where it's coming from, but it's already been paid for. <laughs> the only problem is she'd actually believe me on that one, so I can't say that to her. So I have to be very <laughs> careful about what I tell her. Using my paychecks to pay for your guns, like my future paychecks that I'm not collecting to pay for your guns, does not make them paid for. It makes them paid for. According to Joe Biden, it, does it makes them paid for. not make them paid for. So... One of the scariest things that did come out this past week, and uh, if you, you haven't been paying attention, uh, I, I understand because I get tired. Trust me. I, I'm exhausted right now, and I've been watching this crap all week. I just want to punch myself in the face over and over again. But um, one of the big things that came out, it. there's a lot of people that do, don't understand exactly what's been approved in the spending bill. And there's even more stuff out there because there's a lot of stuff that's in the spending bill that also got attached to something else in the defense spending bill that we're going to get into all at the same time here because there is a conglomeration of just shit. And uh, I'm going to start with the military. So I got a phone call today. I was on the phone for roughly about an hour. I had to call VLAN exactly immediately following this one because uh, my head hurt. I wanted to make sure I kept all the details straight. Um, Guys, in the military, guys, gals, if you served, if you are still subject to the UCMJ, I am still subject to the UCMJ. I collect a retirement from the United States military. If you collect a retirement from the United States military, you get some sort of additional funding from the United States military. You are still subject to the UCMJ, which means at some point you could be recalled to active duty. They can court-martial you, and you can go to jail. Long story short, in the defense spending bill, there was what they called a red flag law that was passed. And the red flag law involves guns. And uh, a lot of Republicans jumped on it because it was about guns. It was like, look, if you've got a gun, you're threatening somebody, I can get a military magistrate to sign a warrant for not only your guns, but also your arrest, and uh, we can confiscate all your guns, and uh, you're going to go to jail. Um, now, a lot of people are going to use that the wrong way, which is vindictively, they're not going to use it the right way, like dude's got, legitimately, dude's got a problem. Um, and then in uh, some other cases, uh, there were some other things that were passed in this spending bill that now we're going to have to figure out how to deal with because uh, all these private companies are saying, well, I don't have to, I don't have a hundred employees, so I don't have to enforce a vaccine mandate. You're absolutely right. However, in this spending bill that went through under, and oh, by the way, military guys, 
real quick, just so you're aware as well, because that little red flag law was passed, there was another page in the defense penny bill that's uh, about six, seven, seven and a half paragraphs long. And in the bill itself, it states that uh, Joe Biden declared a national health emergency. So as I understand it, it's going to be coming out in the coming days. Uh, I don't know exactly when. Boyd Austin will be holding a press conference about it. But if you collect any subsidy from the federal government, i.e. your retired military and you're collecting a retirement, by defense, December 1st, you will be required to be vaccinated. And if you're already vaccinated, you will be required to get a booster by December 1st. So if you're listening to me right now, I will be required by December 1st to get a booster shot. Um, and if I don't, I stand the risk of being called back to active duty, being prosecuted under the Uniform Code of Military Justice and going to jail. And, oh, by the way, losing my retirement as well at the same time. Um, oh, I, I, I kind of want that fight because, A, the booster was not approved by the FDA. The CDC oh, and the Biden administration overrode the FDA and is pushing out boosters for all. B, they cannot, under any law anywhere, force you to take a shot that is not approved by the FDA. So technically, the only shot that you that they could force you to take would be the Comerity, which is not currently available in the United States. Okay, well, once again, um, your B, I can destroy just by saying, look, it's the military. There's plenty of drugs I was injected with in the military that were not approved by the FDA, I guarantee I more than guarantee it. I know that they weren't approved by the FDA. And guess what? They were stuck in the back of my arm and they just said, suck it up and drive on. So again, that really doesn't apply to the military. So it military does. members, it does, though. listen, military members, I'm just letting you know when this comes out, one December, we will be required to get the vaccine. If you'll be required to be fully vaccinated, not just the vaccine, but fully vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated right now, you will be required by December 4th, December 1st to continue to collect your retirement. By December 1st, you will be required to get the vaccine. If you do not get the vaccine, if you elect not to, you will lose your military retirement benefit. They are more terrified of veterans than they are of active duty right now. Exactly. That's why they're trying to take our guns. That's why they're trying to vaccinate us yep. because they are terrified of us. So veterans, if there's one thing we've got to do, if you're listening to me, you can hear me right now. We need to fucking stand up. Again, we cannot let this go unabated. The more and more we let this go, the more and more I read about people on January 6th, the more and more I find out there are more veterans that were involved in January 6th than anything else. They are scared to death of us. We have to use that fear now. We have to. That's why we opened up with we're killing strangers because that's exactly what they're doing to us. They're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill the strangers so they can protect everybody else. I'm telling you right now, we have got to do something about this. They do not like any alphas in any group, period. If you're an alpha, they do not like you. You do not fit the narrative that they're trying to push. So we gotta do something. But part of this, there's a reason I brought this up here because there's more to this for all of you that own those small businesses out there, okay? Because in this little bill that they passed, um, those small businesses that have less than 100 employees think, oh, well, I'm good. I don't have 100 employees, so I'm fine. Or I had 100 employees and now I have 99 because I fired one yesterday. So I'm still good. Uh, no, not actually. Because in Biden's VAX mandate to be enforced by the companies that he put out, okay, in this $3.5 reconciliation bill, as they're calling it, um, 
it says that if you're not vaccinated by that time, and it's buried on way down on page 168 of the House Democrats' 2,465-page mega bill that they passed forward, um, the fines will be increased from $70,000 for serious infractions to $700,000. They're basically going to bankrupt you. They're going to put you out of business by bankrupting you. They're going to find the crap out of you. That is the scariest crap. I've. That is totalitarianism to the tilt. This is what Hitler did to the Jews in Nazi Germany when he was originally trying to get rid of them in 1937. He find the crap out of these companies, these businesses, that these small businesses that were in Germany that were owned by Jews. He went and he find the snot out of them. Look at what's going on right now. Enforced in the law, vax enforcement could bankrupt non-compliant companies even more quickly than the $14,000 OSHA fine anticipated by Biden's announced mandate. The Occupational Safety uh, Health Administration set a precedent this summer by published emergency COVID-19 rules, Federal Register, by taking jurisdiction over providing justification for COVID-19 being a workplace hazard for the health for healthcare employment. In early September, Biden announced that a hundred or more employee COVID-19 vaccine mandate was tasked to OSHA by drafting an enforcement rule to exert emergency vaccine compliance authority over companies with a hundred or more employees. The legislative, the legislative provision that passed the budget committee raises the OSHA fines for non-compliance 10 times higher and up to $700,000 for each willful and repeated violation. So for every one of your employees that are not vaccinated, they will be fined $700,000 per person. So if there are any small businesses that can deal with that, go for it. But if you can't, if you can't do it with just one, you will be bankrupt and basically pushed out of business. That is the plan. The, the playbook's right here. It's sitting in front of me, folks. I'm reading it. Reading right from it. It gets better because then it goes on to say that if the legisl- if when, if and when the legislation is enacted, OSHA could levy draconian fines to enforce Biden's vaccine mandate and and move that it could rapidly bankrupt non-compliant companies. The Biden mandate affects employers collectively employing an estimated 80 million workers. Think about that just for a second. They'll be able to find you $700,000 per employee that's not vaccinated, okay? Just Think about, rationalize the number of zeros there. Well, no wonder they're saying their $3.5 trillion bill is already paid for. Yeah, because they're going to push. That's what they're going to pay for 85, But think about how many small businesses are gone. Done. Peace. It's already 30%. Yeah. 30% of businesses that closed during COVID never reopened. So under the civil and criminal penalties, uh, willful and repeated violations, any employer who willfully or repeatedly violates the requirements in Section 654 of this title, the standard rule, order promulgated uh, pursuant to Section 655 of this title, or regulations prescribed in the pursuant chapters may be assessed civil penalties not more than $70,000 for each violation, but not less than $5,000 for each willful violation. However, citations of serious violations include up to $700,000 per employee, emphasizing the $700,000 part. So folks, again, if you do not believe, if you have a coworker or a friend who is a liberal who does not believe that, oh, well, Biden's not a totalitarian. He's here for the good of the people. Show him this argument. Show him this and say, what about this? 
because if this doesn't open your eyes, if this doesn't show you how much of a, other than a gigantic piece of crap that he is, but if this doesn't show you how horrible our world is about to become, I got to start smoking some of the stuff y'all are smoking because it ain't working for me no more. Well, so there's another part of their playbook that that's right here, actually. You were talking about uh, the, the red flag law and yep. the military bill. Yep. Yeah, they're going the civilian route with that, too. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But so, that actually, no. They re- hold on. There's an issue Listen, there because it me, violates the Second Amendment in a lot let, of different ways Let there. me finish. They don't give a shit about the I, Constitution. I know that. Okay? I know that. I know this that. This is from NPR. That's C- even worse. They're liberal exactly. podcasting Exactly. CDC implements study on gun violence after labeling it a public health threat. Well, we, we, we talked about this months ago. Aiming, We've already talked about this. Aiming to craft swift interventions as they have done to contain the coronavirus pandemic and other national I, health yeah, emergencies. Yeah, we've already talked about gotcha, this. I gotcha, but it just came back out again today. Well, that doesn't surprise me, but I mean, okay, I, I don't see that one going very far. But anyway, I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I understand what you're saying. I'm just telling you right now that it, it's just... This is how they want to take our guns. Yeah, oh, they, they, no, they want to do more than they, that. Because they, they, they want us to be Australia. Yep, they want us to be an unarmed civilian uh, we populace. Can't, we can't be Australia until they take our guns. So, so we've had a, a couple other stories too because we had some protests in New York against the vaccine mandates, uh, which a lot of people are calling a turning point. They went into a mall there in New York, which is outstanding. Great for them. Good for them. I'm glad to see people. I'm going to everything you in my entire life. Not going to pay rent. Don't have money. Dedicated myself to this cause every day. Got two months worth of content. To- up new york hey folks I, I just want you to look at this really quick that's uh and any new yorker is going to tell you right now that that's a lot of people right there that's not a small amount of people that i i almost i'd almost compare that to some of the crowd on january 6th that is not a small amount of people and that to make that much noise walking down the street in new york city and to fight over horns and all that other stuff and to drown all that noise out let me tell you something that's a lot of people right there that's not a joke so if new york if it's happening in new york it can happen anywhere it's just a matter of time. Just give it a minute. It'll make its way to your state if you want it to come to your state. If it's not going to come to your state, maybe you're the one that's got to make it happen. Maybe you're the one that's got to go out and peacefully protest and say, this is all crap. This is all BS. You know, make the news. Get yourself out there. Whatever. I, I don't care. Just y- you got to do something. We've been saying that forever now. I mean, it's it's getting eerily like, um, and I've heard a lot of people actually the last couple weeks, they were been talking, what the hell was that movie, Gattaca? Um if you remember the movie Gattaca at all, they actually went in and said, well, you know, if you remember how they divided the people in Gattaca, they said, well, you're cleared, but you're not. Kind of like you're vaccinated and you're not. Yes. And if you think about how Gattaca played out at the end, eventually the unvaccinated rose up and, or well, the, un, the unvalidated rose up and they took their positions back within the community not necessarily it wasn't peaceful that's for damn sure so i'm i can't say that there's going to be a peaceful outcome to what's about to happen but i can't say there's not going to be a peaceful outcome either um but it does get better because there's companies out there that 
and I believe you played a piece just a little bit ago that Joe Biden said, well, I talked to United Airlines. Yep. And uh, they're all with me. And now United Airlines is set to terminate 593 workers for refusing to get the COVID vaccine. Yep. Um, hmm. Somebody tell me how that one worked out. 593. Uh I don't know if anybody plans on flying United anytime There's soon. There's 80,000 healthcare workers that are ske- 83,000 that are scheduled to get terminated in New York. Yeah. 83,000 healthcare workers. That's just horrible. In and New then, York. Oh, you, then it brings up my next story. Unions representing thousands of pilots warned vaccine mandate could cause travel chaos because pilots are not getting the vaccine. No, because they're watching their their Co-workers die. Yeah, they've already seen five of them die. More than that. Well, I mean. There was five in been, one fell swoop the, from one airline at one there time. There was five that died that were. Yeah. Made the news. But anyway, uh, President Eric Ferguson, in a letter uh, to the White House and Congress, says the pilots are unable to undergo vaccination for documented medical reasons, while others are reluctant to get the vaccine based on concerns about the potential for career-ending side effects. Yeah, that's pretty apparent. As a result, Ferguson said, asked for an exemption from old Joe Biden for the pending vaccine mandate and announced earlier this month that stipulating private businesses with 100 employees or more to get the vaccine would submit to regular testing to ensure commercial aviation uh, is ongoing viability by avoiding the scenario in which airlines are forced to either offer unpaid leaves or absences or worse, implement mass terminations for unvaccinated pilots. It's essential that the alternate means uh, of compliance for the executive order can be made only available to professional pilots. So, again, I bring this up because uh, I think this is a big deal because, again, they were warned. The administration was warned. People told them ahead of time this was going to happen. We saw it happen in Massachusetts. State troopers said, double barrel, peace, I'm out. And they were they walked and they walked off the job. Uh, you're seeing it in Houston. There's a deliver, labor and delivery room that can't even have any more kids. They can't bring women in to give birth because they have no labor delivery nurses. They have no doctors. Uh, why? Well, they all refuse to get the vaccine. That's huge. If you see this, why would you think that the vaccine's okay for you? I mean, if there's, there's, what would it, what, what does that tell you? thousand healthcare workers in one city refusing to get the vaccine. Why do you think healthcare workers are refusing to get the vaccine? Healthcare workers, why would they be refusing to get the vaccine? I don't know. Maybe because they're watching the vaccine injured. They're taking care of them every single day. Those are the ones that are coming into their hospital that are filling up their beds right now. It's not the unvaccinated coming down with the scary Delta variant of COVID. No, it's the vaccinated coming in with injuries like you would not believe. Look, pilots are not dumb people. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I give my brother a ton of shit because I just think it's fun to give him a ton of shit. But well, he was in the Navy. Pilots are not dumb people. They're they're really smart guys. For them to sit there and say, and then this brings up my next question because we had a whole bunch of uh, not more than a couple of weeks ago. Was there not like a bunch of stewardess and whatnot that were on? that went to Capitol Hill bitching about the way people were treating them because they were forced to wear a mask on a flight, on a plane. Now they've got to wear a mask forever. I'm just kind of sitting here going, wait a minute. There are people in this country that went out and got the vaccine so they didn't have to wear a mask, especially on a plane because, yeah, I can understand that. I think masks are stupid to begin with. But on a plane, it's even dumber. It's like, all right, dude, get real. And You're in a tin fucking can. Whether or not you wear the mask is not going to make any difference. Yeah, it ain't going to make a damn bit of difference. And you mean to tell me that now I'm going to get on a flight 
and I'm gonna have I'm gonna be forced to wear a mask forever and a day. And but the even though I got a vaccine, but the pilot who's flying the plane, he might not have to get a vaccine because of the travel woes that it'll cause in the country. I mean, I would be much happier flying in a plane with a pilot who did not get the vaccine because the well, last thing I would want to do good is, point. you know, crash. Good point. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that 65% of the country is not, is, is not okay with people losing their jobs over COVID, over the COVID vaccine. Um, a new poll from the Trafalgar Group um, says that the bipartisan majority of Americans oppose vaccine mandates for American workers. So when you break it down, and they had uh, 1,097 respondents. Um, so the main takeaways, 65% of voters do not believe Americans should lose their jobs if they ex object to taking the COVID-19 vaccine, while 22.2 believe they should and 12.8% aren't sure. 63.6 of independent voters do not believe Americans should lose their job, while 15.5 believe they should and 20.9 are unsure. 83.5% of Republican voters do not believe Americans should lose their jobs if they object to the vaccine, while 9.7% think they should and 6.8% aren't sure. And 47.9% of Democrats do not believe Americans should lose their job over the COVID vaccine. 38.4% believe they should and 13.7% aren't sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this much right here. I'm waiting for Joel, Joe Biden's poll numbers to hit about... One, one, maybe, maybe 0.9.8, because that's where he's going. Uh, he's tanking so bad, it's not even funny. Um, well, they're using this now to, to fix their border crisis. Well, they're, they're, well, they're using this for a lot of reasons because they're going to get rid of him. That's what they're really. No, using no. This I for. mean, I mean, the administration is using the COVID vaccine to fix their border. No, crisis I completely believe that. Because as of November 1st, all border, border patrols have to be vaccinated. Well, that just means they're going to kill off the Border Patrol. Exactly. It? That's how they're going to fix their Border Patrol crisis. They have too many Border Patrol agents on the border. They're stopping too many immigrants from coming in. They're, it's not open they, enough. It, exactly. It's not open enough. I, I, I put the open sign out. I don't yes. know why I'm getting not getting people in. Yes. Uh, but don't worry about it because Joe Biden also believes that we're not going to go back to normal until 96, 99, 98% of us are vaccinated. That's when we can go back to normal, I mean, according to what he said. Well, yeah, because, you know, that's going to get us closer to that 500 million mark. Because uh, Joe Biden said, I think we can go. To, uh, I think we can get the vast majority like he's going on in some some industries in some schools. Ninety six, ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety seven percent. I think we can get awful close, but I'm not I'm not the scientist. That's obvious. Uh, the president said in response to a question about when we we'd be able to go back to normal. Um but one thing for, is for certain, a quarter of the country didn't go get back. Uh, a quarter of the country cannot go unvaccinated and us not to continue to have a problem, the president added. Yeah, yes, we can. Um, a quarter of the country cannot go unvaccinated for us to continue to not have a problem. Okay. Um, sure. Okay. Um, he's worthless. I, I won't even say he, he is worthless. That. But what what is the main thing that I've been railing about, especially recently, as far as the vaccine side effects go. What do I talk about every day? What is it causing? What pericarditis? What? No, no. Cancer. Well, yeah. Right? Rapid onset cancer. That's what yeah. I've been talking about. Yep, Rapid yep, onset yep. cancer yep. over and over again. The NIH came out 
and said they anticipate worldwide cancer deaths to increase 64% over the next 20 years. And let me guess why I know that they're going to claim that now, because they're going to say, well, due to the pandemic, people haven't been diagnosed fast enough to catch the cancer. It has nothing to do with the fact that they've been injected with the vaccine. No, it doesn't say why. It it just says they're going to increase. Well, don't worry about it because you know what? It's already going up that. It's not even going to take till 2040. It doesn't matter. We're not going to be able to say anything about it anymore. We're not going to be able to. Anybody that says anything bad about it on YouTube won't be able to say it anymore because YouTube is going to ban all harmful vaccine content from its platform. Well, I was kind of debating with starting a, a YouTube channel for like some of our interviews and stuff, but I, I guess not now. Not now. I guess I'm going to go with my original instinct and say, fuck ScrewTube. I'm, yep. I'm not doing that at all. That's why we're on Rumble only. Well, we've got Rumble. We've also... And we have Brighteon. And we're, we have Alt Media United. We're also on Parler. Um, I started a Parler account. So we have a Parler account. We just don't have anything on it yet. So stand by. We'll be posting to Parler as well. Um, what else do we have? We got Brighteon. We got... Rumble, we've got All Cloud Media Hub. United, Cloud Hub. Although we're really bad about posting videos on Cloud Hub. It's such a It just takes ass. so long. It That's really does. It really does. But while we're here, because we're getting close to the end here, please like, share, subscribe. Oh, yeah, um, before we forget it again. Share with your friends. You know, um, use, use the 1010 rule with our podcast like, like you do with voting. I know we got teachers now listening to us. We've got all sorts uh, of different. Apparently our kids' teachers started playing one of our podcasts in the middle of class today and Mick was like, um, uh, no, don't play that in front of kids. Uh, yeah, well, they cuss at the kids in class anyway. They're in high school. They're teenagers, so and they're, it's going to happen. They're in a military school run by monks. They cuss at the kids. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, but before we finish, there's there's something that, that really disturbed me. Really, really disturbed me. Especially given what's been going on in our lives recently. You know, when, when Cuomo was on the out, and we were saying, as much as we couldn't stand that man, better the devil you know, right? Well, yeah. I mean, his replacement is. Oh, well, she is the devil. She is an antichrist. And I say an antichrist, not the antichrist, because if you know your Bible, there will be, there are many, there are many antichrists. There will be many antichrists at the end of times. We're in the end of times. There are many. There's eight heads on the dragon. There's, they're not hard to find either, okay? You just got to open your eyes. So as you listen to her, I just want you, every time she says God, replace it with Satan. It makes a lot more sense when you watch it that way. I've prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. 
We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get, fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to fighting systemic racial injustice which exists today and if there's a dot denier I will take you on any day because I've seen it I know it exists and we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again any longer under my all right uh, the only way you can make this any better is if you started to play the Disney and Danzig <laughs> edition of that that speech because holy Jesus let me say something okay Yes, I'm with you on the Disney dancing. What she said about, even our kid called this when he heard this clip. He said, how can she say I don't love Jesus because I don't want to die? Okay, that's pretty much the truth. So when she says that we're not listening to God, I listen to God. I talk to God and I have been told that the faithful can hear God. I can hear God. You can hear God. You just have to listen. Have faith. God can no longer feel you or hear you or talk to you once you take the vaccine. And that might sound like a bold thing to say. That might seem drastic, but I'm it's telling you. That's a, it's, it's a bold move. I, I gotcha. See how that one works out for you. Okay, listen. And I don't really give a fuck if y'all think I'm crazy because I've been told to speak my truth and here it is. We are all connected. And I've said this before, we are all connected. I didn't realize then, as I realize now, that not only are we all connected, but we are all connected through that same energy to God. And we've talked before about what DNA means. DNA, dioxyribonucleic acid, literally translate in Latin to the truth of the one God and the fire inside you. Dioxy meaning the one God, ribo meaning truth. It also means translator, but in this instance, truth. Nucleic is Inside you, an acid is fire. So dioxyribonucleic acid means the truth of the one God in the fire inside you. Ribonucleic acid, RNA, is the translator to the fire inside you. When you change that message, when you alter the mRNA, the messenger that brings the message from the translator to the one God inside you and back to the translator, you have literally disconnected yourself from God at the genetic level. And he's mad. He's pissed. He can't feel you anymore. He doesn't know what's happened to you. you. He can no longer protect you. He can no longer talk to you. That basic protection that you have from God at the most, the most crucial level, at the genetic level, literally inside you, you have severed that when you take the vaccine. So when she says that, we have to love each other and love Jesus because Jesus told us to take the vaccine. That is bullshit. We do have to love each other. We do have to support each other. You have to put on the armor of God and you have to stand up and say, no, I will not take it. You are an antichrist. This is the mark of the beast. Do not take it. That's all I got. You sure? Yes. That was a For now. Rather long. Good diatribe right there. Okay, good. Maybe we'll cut it out and put so, it on TikTok. Uh, meanwhile, in Florida. Meanwhile, in Florida, because we have to. Have yeah, we're going to start fun. this. We're going to start this now. This is going to become a thing. This so, is, uh, meanwhile, in Florida. Just, I want you to watch this because this shows you that down in Florida, they it's not just the governor that doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> people just 
They don't give a fuck. Look at this guy. They do not fuck around in Florida. That is a serious, that is not there a There is like a, a, I don't know, he's got to be a nine foot alligator. That is not a small gator right there. He's seriously okay. crawling around this guy's yard and this guy is chasing him with a garbage can tipped over. So the, the open part of the garbage can is on the ground and he's like chasing the alligator with it and he's wearing crew socks and adidas slides which just gets me the like that is such a florida thing he's wearing white socks and look at that there it goes boom he literally he gets the alligator like almost inside he flips the thing over the alligator almost like he's playing with the lid to the garbage can he does get and then he goes in and he tips the whole can up as the tail is still swishing out the back nope bitch you're staying in this garbage can here you go done (laughs) and now you gotta wonder did he just pull it to the end of the road for the garbage man to pick up you really you really hope that that's not the case you, you hope he did the right thing called animal, animal control, control but is there a possibility that he just rolled it down <laughs> yes! the street absolutely because totally you know is. what that garbage man did when he opened that lid he about like, oh, he, went, shit. he went through two emotions one physical and one one just a piercing emotion <laughs> he was scared he's like shit run and that was it. He was gone down the road. I would have done the same what, damn thing. What day's garbage day? <laughs> Something to think about for the future, huh? We keep we like to keep our garbage men on their toes. Seriously, they but, hate uh, us too. That's that's a good one. That is a real good one. But either way, folks. Uh, again, it's been a marathon uh, night, but we had a lot as of news always. to cover as the the news cycle has just increased to. Levels that uh, you would it's never insane. even understand. Literally, I we were off the air for a while. We. We'd, we had a four-day break with one day with Candace, and I had more than three hours worth of content. We literally – no, we dropped a podcast on – Friday. S- no, not – We did it after the Trump rally. We did it on Sunday. Sunday. But that was – we did. We didn't do any news. We just did election uh, fraud. Oh, that's so true. We did we elections. We did fraud. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're stuff, right. We so. did. We did fraud. I mean, honestly, we haven't done a news one since Thursday of last week. and Okay. It's only been since Thursday. So we have, six days and 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 we went what three hours? Yeah, again? Jesus yeah. Christ. And we're, you know, we had okay. Saturday and Sunday in the middle where we were at a Trump rally. So it's just like whatever. Anyway, this weekend, yeah, we will be gone this weekend. We'll be in Oklahoma with uh, Clay Clark and, and all uh, our heroes and a lot of our heroes. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, it will. We'll see if we can. We might be able to dump something early. You know, we'll just tell you how the first day went. Maybe drop something. Maybe Friday night. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, either way, uh, coming up, we still have, I still haven't gotten heard back from Herschel's people yet. So we're still waiting on that. But folks, we're still in negotiations send, on time. Send your, again, send your questions you got. Please send us questions. If you got a question for Herschel Walker, you want to ask, um, especially after my description of him on Sunday and with Monday with Candace, please send questions. We will ask again. If you got questions for Candace, send questions to us. We will ask Candace, especially we had a, we, we had a lot of good reviews so far from the Candace interview, uh, the other night and a lot of people coming forward saying I didn't even know she existed and I'm definitely going to go look her up. Uh, we've got a lot of people who are you know, I, I appreciate every I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, even if you were turned off by the Vernon Jones talk, I, I apologize, folks. But I I'm calling it. You know, I've learned to not keep my mouth shut about this stuff, and I'm not going to keep my mouth shut about him. I I find it hard to believe. I honestly find it hard to believe that he's a Republican. So um, we've got to keep going, though. We've got to. I I don't find it hard to believe he's a Republican. I find it hard to believe he's a patriot. 
Well, that's another one. Or American first. That's damn sure. Um, we just got to keep pushing forward with this stuff, folks. We got to. We have to. We have to do it. We have to keep going. We have to. We have to vet these people. We just can't say, "Oh yeah, you're that guy." No, somebody's got to get out there and ask them the tough questions. And if the media is not going to do it, that leaves it up to us. Somebody from our side, you know, the civilian side, has to go up there and start asking the questions. And if you guys don't want it, that's fine. I will do it. I don't have an issue with it. Trust me. I have not nary an issue with it whatsoever. Just let However, us know what you want us to ask, and we're happy to ask. We have no fear and no filter. We don't care. I don't want this to make it about me and V-Lynn. I want this to be about the state of Georgia. I want people from all over Georgia to send me a question. What do you want me to ask these people? I will ask them. If it, I'm not a farmer, so I don't know the first thing about farming. But if you're a farmer out there and you listen to us and you want to know what they're going to do for the farms in Georgia, especially since we've had a couple really bad years of hurricanes that came through, destroyed tons of crops to include the peanut crop. And that's one of our main GDP, you know, outsourced, you know, things that we sell to other states. Please come ask us. We will do it. We will do it. We will ask the questions. So ask away. Um, Hopefully we'll come back next week with. Maybe some Patriot sponsors. Yeah, that's and what the goal of this is, just so you're aware. I, like I said, we don't want to bring sponsors on, but we want to bring Patriots. If we're going to bring sponsors on, we want to make sure they're Patriot-owned companies, that they believe in the same thing that you and I believe in. And I also <clears throat> going to tell them right off the bat, look, if I'm going to sponsor you, I'm going to need something of your product. I mean, if Michael Lindell's there and Michael Lindell says, hey, uh, I yeah, want you to sponsor. We already use my pillow products, so we're, we're down. That, but we're we down. will not sponsor products that we don't personally use and trust and recommend to our friends already. Yeah, so don't worry about that. We're not bringing BS. We're going to bring what's real. And uh, other than that, I mean, unless you got anything else, I'm. I'm I'm quite <clears throat> talked out for the night. I'm pretty much spent. We've spent enough time. So enjoy. Uh, have a good Have a good weekend. And uh, if you hear from us on Friday. Don't be surprised if you don't. Don't don't be surprised either. We'll be back as uh, the soonest. We'll be back after that would be Monday night. So, or, yeah, it'd yeah, be Monday, Monday night. night. It'd be Monday night, so we can go over. It'll be another news show. So, and uh, we're also going to bring Candace back on. So we're going to set that up here soon. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick before I forget, this weekend, if you live somewhere here in the southeast corner of Georgia. Uh, Candace is going to be in Richmond Hill in Hinesville. Oh, hold on, hold on. I, I've got the whole the whole list here. So, and we, depending on what time our flight gets in and what time the rally's over, we we might try and scooch down to the one on Sunday. But because uh, she wants us to talk there, so yeah, she asked us to speak, but we're in Oklahoma. So, rally for freedom weekend, uh, waterfront rally Friday, October first at the Mary Ross Waterfront Park in Brunswick. That's at uh, Gloucester and Bay at six p.m. And then the Eradicate Mandates Saturday, October 2nd at the Bridge Church on Fort Argyle Road here in Savannah. That's at from noon to 4. Candace speaks at 2. Uh, the Patriot, Patriotic Freedom Rally also on Saturday on Old Sunbury Road in Hinesville at 6 p.m. And 2A in Constitutional Freedom Rally Sunday, October 3rd at the South Rod and Gun Club in Richmond Hill at 4 p.m. So if you can make it, Please be there. If you can't make it, if you don't live in Georgia, but you know someone who does, by all means, pass the info along. Ask them to come. Listen. You know, the, the more you know, we're not asking you to vote for Candace. We're asking you to listen. That's it. 
make up your own mind. Once you hear her talk, I don't think there'll really be a, an, a another question. way to go. And literally, listen to the message. That's all we're saying. We're not telling yeah. you what to do. We're just we're giving you an option. This is a third option that you're not hearing about in the general media. You're not hearing about her. They're not talking about her. There's a reason they're not talking about her. And I do believe that they're scared of her. And Absolutely. I believe that she... She's got a message that y'all need to listen to, and I'm not going to give her give you her message. That's on her, but we're giving you the times and dates in which she's going to be speaking, and I know she wants us to speak at one of these, and we're trying to make, make it back for the Sunday one. If we make it back for the Sunday one, we'll be up. You'll, you'll be able to get a chance to meet us if you want to. Uh, I don't think we're that big of a deal, so we'll just say hi, but it's not – I mean, we're really there to support her, so – uh, whatever y'all can do, if you guys can make it outstanding, I, I'm going to put the information out. I told her I would, so we're putting the information out. So give her a chance. Listen to what she's got to say. There's, Like I said, we did change some minds the other day. It was impressive to see some people that said, you know, I didn't even know she existed, and you're right. I definitely need to go listen to what she has to say because I agree with everything she said tonight. So I'm, uh, she, she, made, she did a number, folks, at uh, – I think we're helping her out. I hope we're helping her out. I hope we're turning some minds around and get some people to listen to her. So anyway, without any further ado, I don't have anything else. Do you? No, sir. And that's the end of the night. So you all have a good night. And uh, again, we'll, uh, if we don't talk to you on Friday, we'll definitely talk to you on Monday or Sunday if you show up at one of Candace's things. And uh, that's all I got. And we're just, I'm not going to take it. Not going to take it. Good night. Good night.